0: He's blunt, but he's fair. This is Drew Berquist, former counter-terrorism officer, realist, and host of This Is My Show, which starts now.
1: interesting. Since there's not been any of those things, there's not been growth, there's been no steadiness, except for just kind of a steady upward trajectory, upward climb of chaos and madness in our economy. Nothing going too well there. I love that she calls it fancy people. These fancy people. I'm Drew Berkless. This is my show. It's Wednesday. It's hump day, folks. We're glad to be with you. By the way, some news today. Senator Dianne Feinstein has been hospitalized yet again after falling in San Francisco. How shocking that this 90-year-old that you see on your screen there was unstable on her feet. Don't worry, though, folks. She's making laws that shape your life and your communities.
2: I'm sure she's great. And her daughter has power of attorney over her personal affairs. Yeah, that's, that's perfect. Let's just keep it going.
1: Keep it going. Uh, we got a lot to get to today. We apologize for our tardiness, but we are here now. There's some issues getting things set up on Rumble, but we got it set We got Biden, who visited Arizona to issue a climate warning. We got the government, who's trying to, uh, according to some suggestion and reports, block out the sun. Sure, that will go great for all of us. DeSantis said that he would authorize deadly force on the border. Pence is, as we always tell you, the least genuine candidate maybe ever. You had Trump, who slammed Christie, saying that he'll also prevent World War III not connected to each other. although. Christie will get us into World War III if food is on the line. There's no doubt about that. You've got Mitch the bitch who's warning conservatives against impeaching Biden. We got digital currency stuff. We got Andy. No. Oh, and and Joe happens to know who the cocaine belonged to. We found that out. Trump says he won't be silenced. This talk about a business deal, man. This Dave Portnoy and the barstool business deal is pretty legendary. We've got that. We've got a lot to get to. Before we get to all of it, though, guys, please. Don't fall for Biden's dangerous plan for a digital dollar. We're going to talk about digital dollars later in the show today. FedNow was rolled out on July 1st, 2023. Please pay attention to what's going on with it. This is a phased rollout by the Biden administration to implement the digital dollar right here in the U.S. of A. It will affect all of us. It will affect all of us in a lot of ways. But beyond your freedoms and your rights, it will also affect your hard-earned savings, your IRAs, your 401ks. So, please do the smart thing here. Take care of those hard earned savings. You can do so with a straightforward, entirely legal tax loophole. Contact my friends over at American Alternative Assets for a free wealth protection guide and learn how to safeguard your wealth from a failing dollar in volatile markets with gold and silver IRAs. So many of you already have. You're smart. The rest of you guys, give them a call. Talk to them. Get the free guide. Make your decisions from, from there. Call 833, the number two USA Gold. Again, that's 833-287-2465, or you can visit protectfrombiden.com. You can see it there on the screen. Okay, let's get into some news. Finally, finally, our little brain-rotting vegetable-in-chief traveled to Arizona to address illegal immigration, how out of control it is, and the plan to stop it. That's not, that's not what happened. He didn't, he didn't do that. <laughs> he was in Arizona to talk about climate change, you goofs. And he declared also, by the way, a new wonder of the world. Here was the presidential declaration.
3: Grand Canyon, one of the Earth's nine wonders, wonders of the world, literally. Think of that. Or, you no, know, it's amazing. I am
1: thinking about it, Joe. And I'm thinking that most of us would agree that there are, in fact, seven wonders of the world. Right? I mean, that's kind of the consensus. And if you want to expand that list, it was Andre the Giant in the 80s as the eighth wonder of the world. Suffice to say, he's a little bit off with the nine wonders of the world. Now, the Grand Canyon's amazing. I love it. Make sure you see it b- b- before your, your days on Earth are numbered or before your days on Earth are up. It's a great and fantastic place. It's absolutely phenomenal. But we all kind of tend to go with the seven wonders of the world. And I'll give the incontinent panderer somewhat of a pass on this one because there are, there's different lists with varying numbers. But here's the catch. The Grand Canyon's not on any of those lists. So this is him, again, willing to do or say anything to pander to an audience. Just another example of his emptiness as a human being. He's got nothing in the tank. Why? Because like Mike Pence... He's not a genuine person. Joe wasn't done though. He went back into his old bag of tired one-liners with this groaner right here. We've heard this one multiple times. Not this one here. So it is. It is this one. It is that one. Oh, okay. Let's gotcha. play All right. it. Don't jump.
3: Don't <laughs> <laughs> no jump.
4: Oh, yes, he said, "Don't jump." I should
1: say- the most tired one-liner of his very limited repertoire did you notice the cackling dipshits in the press corps laughing at his stupid line for the umpteenth time he i i don't get he just did it again a week or two ago as well i he he looked like a freaking old pervert trolling a national park for some random sex or some random hookup he's just a slippery weirdo strange bird that one keep in mind though as I said before, he and I joked before. He was in Arizona, which is for all of you geography nerds, right along the Southwest border. But he did not. He did not visit the border. He didn't talk about the border. It was all about climate change. The real problems that we're facing—not a problem from World War III, not a concern for Joe. Neither's war in Taiwan, war in Niger, a tanking economy, open borders, and a collapsing dollar. All of them. No big deal to Big Joe. It's the climate. Climate change is a fictitious crisis designed to restructure the planet based on a select group of elites who have complete control over the Earth's population. That's what they're going for. If the U.S. falls into a -com, Com style of government, the rest of the world will follow suit. It will be bad. There's already some doing it, but it'll be a slippery slope for many others if we do. This is a troubling time. Where you can go down there. He, he, by the way, when he was down there, there's a lot of clips we could have pulled. But while he was down there, he said people are going to experience some pain with his climate agenda. There's going to be some
2: sacrifices, I believe, were the term. That's not good. I think he means human sacrifices. <laughs> not only human, but those human sacrifices will come in the form of starvation. Because there's already a war right now on our food supply. And that's going to be the one, one of the ones that's going to be the worst that's going to happen to us. And it's going to start out slow by different shortages of things and eventually ramp up to the point where it's going to impact middle to upper middle class people. If you're in that top echelon, the 1%, as is, as are most rhino donors and most uh, Democrat donors, it's not going to affect you. As a matter of fact, you're going to like it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well— uh, <laughs> And, and, and they're going to be fine with all this stuff. And, and climate, of course, is, is being the ruse, the umbrella that they're using for all the stuff that they're pushing down. But we're going to talk today about we're, we're talking about that. We've talked about how, how vulnerable, not vulnerable, how weaponized our judicial system is now. And we're going to talk again today about the digital dollar. We're going to talk about disarmament. Well, we're not actually we're going to we're not going to get into disarmament today, but those are the things that are coming with all of this. The cl- climate is going to be used for so many things, and they don't have many things left. Con- control your electricity; they're they're making some progress there. Control your finances and disarm you. It is all. It's not even downhill from there, folks. It's over from from that point forward, and that's that's where they're. And, and some think, oh, we're not that close on on some of those things. Yes, we are. We're we're a lot closer than we ever should have been. We should have never even been baby stepping you know toe tipping that direction we're we're like skipping our way there Joe's singing a song he can't skip but but if he could in his mind he's he's skipping um okay we're gonna try and catch up here on some time let's do this let's get to our question of the day which I'm gonna give you a graphic for it today and you might say it's a little dark you might say can we zoom that out a smidge um yeah you might say it's dark. I, that's that's fine. Uh, but the question is this: Who dies first? Who dies first? Diane Feinstein, Jerry the Penguin Nadler, Mitch McConnell, or John Fetterman? Keep in mind, Feinstein fell. We're not advocating or hoping for it for anyone, but Feinstein fell today. Mitch died during a speech last week. Came back to life. So who dies first? Diane Feinstein, Jerry the Penguin Nadler. Mitch McConnell, or John Fetterman? Send your responses in. We'll share ours as well. Then speaking of climate change, is the government trying to block the sun? Because there's some reports and suggestions there. I know that sounds ludicrous, because it is. We'll talk about it, though on the other side of the break. Stay with us.
0: We interrupt today's programming to bring unfortunate news. Biden's dangerous plan for a digital dollar is underway. Don't be fooled. It won't benefit you. So take action now. The Federal Reserve's phased deployment of FedNow began on July 1, 2023.
4: How in the world could such a small group of people with limited resources change world history but in fact that's happening and it's the power of the truth. The truth is like kryptonite. Healthcare isn't in some sense working very well. Foster Colson is thinking about this. He's got a new company, an online healthcare platform called the Wellness Company. Telehealth company called the Wellness Company. The Wellness Company. TWC. Health is the Wellness Company. The most popular product is the Detox Supplement that features natokinase. Natokinase is the only enzyme that we're aware of right now that dissolves the spike protein. Spike protein is loaded in the body with the COVID 19 infection and definitely with the vaccines. We've been completely accurate on the spread of the virus, early treatment, on the deficiencies in hospital care, and now the deaths that are occurring after vaccination. This is a human outrage and is occurring at the end of a hypodermic needle. Isn't it interesting? natural substances combating this man-made disaster.
1: Folks, let's get to those question of the day responses, shall we? Reminder, it was this. Who dies first? Dianne Feinstein, Jerry the Penguin Nadler, Mitch McConnell, or John Fetterman? Gosh, this is a hard one. Let's leave that picture up for yeah. a second, um, and let's get to some answers. We got Feinstein, says Barbara. Family knows it's coming. Carolyn says Feinstein. Texas says Feinstein. Ginger wild guess goes penguin jerry the penguin nadler who probably just pooped his pants right now for being honest with ourselves feinstein Festeringman is already brain dead um what else we got what else we got tom who are you going
2: with Well, let's see. I'm going to go—this is my order, and I'm going with a dark horse. I'm going Fetterman, and it's going to be something sudden, like a blood clot. Second is Feinstein, because she has one foot in the grave and the other on a banana peel, and it's only—it's just a matter of of days, if not weeks, by now. And then I've got McConnell. I see another fall in his direct future, and I think that will be the one that will do it in. Followed by Nadler. Nadler's going to outlast all of them, because he has stopped using Miracle Whip in his coffee. Mm -hmm. okay that's very specific (laughs) very specific
5: disco you you know gosh so she fell uh the fine scene fell mitch mcconnell turned off i'm gonna go with mitch i mean that was bad that That was was that was really bad like he forgot where he was in front of everybody and they're like do you have anything else to say he's like what was i talking (laughs) <laughs> like he he turned off go back to your I'm, uh, yeah, let's go back to your office and yeah. and regroup like I, so I'm, I'm i'm on mitch it's a tough call it's a tough call man
1: i i think it does go i like your i like your dark horse pick i think nadler surprises us all uh and and lives longer than he should I think it definitely likely comes down to Feinstein and McConnell, right? They're the likely picks. Maybe not the picks.
5: What if Feinstein comes down and is like, um, she just outlives all the the rest of them.
1: (laughs) I'm
2: running in the San Francisco Marathon next year. I know, like Jimmy Carter. Jimmy Carter was put into hospice, what, six months ago? And he's still
1: alive.
6: He's living it up. He wanted
1: it. Like, I want someone to give me a bath, okay? That's all I'm asking for. Uh, Who doesn't like to be sponge bath? Um, I think, I think Feinstein Jarosom says hundred bucks on Feinstein. You fall when you're 90, particularly when you look like Diane does. Unfortunately, you're going to die. You're, you're in your final throws. I, I don't not wishing for it. I don't see her coming out of this. I think she, she might survive it in the near term, but this is, this is one of those things that's, that's hard to, to, to deal. But I think McConnell's right on her heels, right on her heels if it's not. If <laughs>
2: I wish not we ready. could have take a look at all four of them's feet because when your feet start turning blue, that's the sign that the, the end is near. And it'll be interesting to see whose feet are the bluest out of all of them. I kind of have a feeling it's going to be di let's well we'll send in a request to their (laughs) staff
5: yeah Uh,
2: please send photos of your feet
1: we request pictures of the admirable diane feinstein's feet now someone went rogue on
5: uh, youtube elena said biden okay not on the list on the list but um we did talk about starting a deadpool and so maybe we do maybe we just do
1: (laughs) It's dark, but so is 2023. Um, Okay, hit that like button, whichever platform you're on. We're so glad you're here. Please continue to engage in the chat and make sure that you are subscribed on whichever platform you're watching. That's Rumble, it's YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Getter, you name it. Wherever you are, we're glad you're here and continue engaging. Okay, so let's talk about this story with the government and the sun. Because it's punishment for Americans not doing, as they're told, and buying a $70,000 electric car. Have you guys all done that? Have you done your homework? I'm sorry. I haven't either. Um, The Biden regime is ready to punish those who've resisted by blocking the sun. Mm. Sounds ridiculous, right? But again, think about who we're we're talking about. Here's a clip from Joey Jones and Fox. It's, It's kind of a longer dialogue, but listen to it. It's him and a climate change
7: debunker. Take a listen. As the Biden administration signals its fight against global warming may actually involve blocking sunlight. The White House posting research claiming, quote, solar radiation modification would enable better informed decisions about the potential risk and benefits of SRM as a component of climate policy alongside the foundational elements of greenhouse gas emissions mitigation. Our next guest warns this is simply government's way to control your weather. Mark Morano, publisher of ClimateDepot.com, and he joins us now. Okay, Mark, you know, my take this morning was maybe this is one of those or else. You know, get on board with everything else or we're going to block the sun. But I guess it's a little bit more, uh, it's a little bit more reality than that. Tell us about it.
8: this is actually Bill Gates funding this as well through Harvard University. This is retro 1970s. In the 1970s, they believed that our uh, fossil fuels were creating aerosols, blocking the sun, creating man-made global cooling. So they came up with the same kind of geoengineering solutions back then. They wanted to put black soot on the Arctic to melt it. There was one proposal to use nuclear energy to help loosen the Arctic ice caps because they thought they were growing too much. Uh, And John Holdren, back in the Obama... ADMINISTRATION ALSO SUPPORTED THIS KIND OF GEOENGINEERING, IF YOU WILL, OF THE CLIMATE. THIS IS RADICAL, RISKY, UNPROVEN, UNKNOWN EFFECTS, BUT THEY'RE DOING IT AS A SORT OF LEVER OVER US TO SAY NOW IN THE BIDEN ADMINISTRATION, KIND OF LIKE, YEAH, WE KNOW THIS IS DANGEROUS, WE DON'T KNOW THE EFFECTS, BUT DARN IT, PEOPLE AREN'T BUYING ELECTRIC CARS FAST ENOUGH, OR THEY'RE NOT EMBRACING GREEN NEW DEAL POLICIES, SO WE HAVE TO RISK OUR ENTIRE PLANET WITH THIS INSANE KIND OF RESEARCH. IT'S BASICALLY weather modification. China's been doing it for years. It's another form of what the U.S. government has even been doing. The, the ABC News wet meteorologist bragged about the cloud seeding they're doing to increase yeah. rain or snow and storms. They will control the, the government will control the weather, and you will be happy. That seems to be the
7: new motto. Yeah, I was talking. I was just talking to Will about the cloud seeding. He's not sure if he believes it, and I said, "Listen, it's something they've been trying to do for a while." But on that same topic, if they don't get to block out the sun, they're going to try other maybe more practical ways, like electric vehicles pushing those on us. A poll out shows 59% of us oppose phasing out gas cars by 2035. 21% support Biden's policy on this. What's your take on it?
8: Well, this is, you know, th- th- I don't think we need a poll to show us these numbers. The American people have voted. Less than 7% of cars are electric vehicle sales in America. And that's despite massive subsidies, massive tax credits, mm. mandates of banning gas powered cars led by California and 18 other states with trigger laws. They have done everything they can to promote electric cars, and they're more expensive. They have less range. And all they do is increase our dependence on China. It takes fossil yeah. fuels to make a car. It takes fossil. To recharge the electric cars. It makes no sense. And what they're doing is intentionally creating car shortages by these gas powered car bands to force us into mass transit.
7: No, that one point there, inviting China into our auto industry and into our electronic industry while they're passing things like the CHIPS Act, a lot of it is kind of speaking out both sides of your mouth. Thank you, Mark Murano, for joining us. Thank you,
6: Joey. Appreciate it. I'm Steve Doocy. I'm Brian Kilmeade.
3: And I'm Ainsley Earhart. All
1: right. So. I love Slaughterhound says, block the sun if you want to. I'm not giving up my car. But I mean, only the Democrats have the hubris to believe that they're more powerful than God. Block out the sun? Are you kidding me? It sounds like a terrible idea. I mean, chalk this up as one of the worst ideas ever. Can you imagine, first of all, what kind of like chemicals and materials you have to spray up into the atmosphere (laughs) to do that? And can you also imagine those those same chemicals... (laughs) showering their way down onto you because that's what would happen this is this is absolutely ludicrous but that's why I also believe that they would be so dumb as to do it they come up with these ideas like that is that's so something you would do yeah that's exactly what you would try and do <laughs> damn it it's gonna happen.
2: Yeah, and all the while telling us that the chemicals that they're spraying into the atmosphere are totally fine for humans. Don't worry a single little thing about these little droplets coming down on you. Everything will be fine, just like the vaccine. Don't ask any questions. Put on a mask and shut up, peasant.
1: Yeah, your food's healthy. The food industry's healthy. the, The, you know, Big Pharma and all their products, super fine for you. Don't worry about it. We got you. We got you. But this would be... I mean not just on humans think think about <clears throat> think about for 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 nature think about for for animals for birds for for animals of the land and the sea I mean this this this, this is one of those things where it's like okay we've we've been trying to scare people into believing all this climate change nonsense we're going to take drastic measures now and try and punish you for not doing stuff and we're going to try and make this over-the-top drastic measure and effort to block the sun, something we need, by the way, (laughs) to prove that we're right. And in in response, what you're going to do is you're going to ruin everything even more than somehow you already have, because they have no forethought. What should we do next? I got an idea. Let's block the sun. Let's do it. I mean, this this is – there's no what if, what if, what if, first and foremost, we just stopped the charade – And lying to the American people because we were so power hungry and we didn't put so much focus on this lie that we've been telling for 60, 50, 60 years, whatever the case may be. But but no one around the boardroom table said, what are the consequences of this? But I promise you, they didn't because that's not how they do business.
2: Or if they did, they would say, well, yeah, there's going to be some ramifications to humans. But on the upside, we've got a vaccine for it. And so that's how they get <laughs>
1: that's, that's that's very sad. And and, and yet probably
2: probably but true. As far as bad ideas go in in that interview, that clip that you just played, could you imagine back in the 70s if these same idiots or not? Not the same idiots, but the same idiots who have the same mentality actually nuked. Polar ice caps. (laughs) That that that's one of those where you're sitting around, you know, and they're sitting around the meeting and going, "Oh, you know what? We could nuke polar ice caps, you know, to to prevent, uh, you know, the coming ice age and so forth." It just it, it boggles my mind that that would actually be put on the table as a possible solution. It reminds me of here in Florida back in the early 1900s when the Tamiami Trail was being built, the the road that that links uh, Tampa to Miami. When they got to the Everglades, some genius said, well, it's a little bit too swampy down here. So let's import Melaleuca trees from Australia so we can dry up the Everglades. Wait, what? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's another horrible idea. Yeah, it is. It's like, yeah, it's like they all
1: went to the same school as Kim Jong-un. They're just not, not really thinking things through here, uh, not, not clever at all. But <clears throat> that's the problem, is we have these people who are power-hungry. We have these people who have figured out the system and how to not only keep but expand their power. And all those said people are absolute idiots and fools. They're, they're clever in terms of how they play the game and strategy, but in terms of real-world consequences, they, they just don't have it. They don't have what it takes to lead. They have what it takes to, to to try and scare people and to get people to go along with stuff. And I know there's a lot of people who are saying they've been doing this for a long time. They've been doing this. They've been doing that, whether it's cloud seeding, whether it's all this other stuff. We're not going to go down all the different crazy web weather uh, rabbit trails that are out there. I know they're there. But I just I I believe that even if it's if okay if it's hey, they're doing some form of this now. okay I believe that they will try to ramp it up if they say they're going to try and do something. And if they say something is a threat, I think we should listen to them
2: because those crazy ass bitches will do it. They always do. They come out with something insane like to to reduce. Uh, CO2 emissions we have to get rid of cows and everybody laughs and there's uh, there's a little bit of low after the mocking and ridiculing and then guess what they come right back again this is this is the same strategy that they use over and over again they come up with something that sounds totally insane we laugh at them we mock them it dies down for a little bit and the next thing you know you know, Jeff Bezos is, you know, one of his dick rockets goes up with some kind of a spray that's going to try and block out the sun. And we're all going to be sitting here and going, we didn't really think they were serious. Right. No, they do. They come back, they rebrand it and
1: often tuck it in some other bill that has nothing to do with it. Like this is a more docile sounding version. Put it in there and then it's and then it's done. And we're 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 in trouble. And we always find ourselves in a similar situation. Okay, we're going to try and get back on track. We started a little bit late because of some rumble issues. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk about DeSantis, who's going to deauthorize or, excuse me, authorize the use of deadly force on the border if he gets in. So he says, which is an interesting conversation. We'll get to it on the other side.
0: Get more of Drew. And this is my show with Coin Club, exclusively on the RVM network. Coin Club members get a This Is My Show Challenge coin, an exclusive Friday morning show for Coin Club members only, automatic entry into show related sweepstakes, and other in studio bonuses. Plus, members get access to all other premium content on the RVM network, and no ads on written content on redvoicemedia.com. So join the club and carry your coin with pride. Go to dbcoinclub.com. Military and first responders get 30% off their memberships. Again, that's dbcoinclub.com. Current Drew Crew members need not apply. Military and first responder discounts are available on monthly or annual memberships. All members, regardless of subscription type, are automatically entered into sweepstakes. However, challenge coins are only issued to annual members. Learn more at dbcoinclub.com.
6: Invest in companies like Brave Books. They are on a mission to create content for kids that is safe for them to enjoy. They have kids books that teach about character, hard work, and the value of being brave. If you join their Book of the Month Club, you get a new book sent to your door every month that will teach your kids pro-God, pro-American values. Brave Books will not betray your trust. Your children and your grandchildren will thank you. Remember, the land of the free depends on the homes of the brave. This one's on me, bud.
1: Desantis sat down with some social justice advocate masquerading as an nbc journalist and was asked about the border again the border that joe biden was just near but decided not worth his time to go there let's let's make this about climate change but she asked him about the border and what ron would do as a president to stop everything that's going on there here was his response
9: I think these cartels are are basically foreign terrorist organizations. They are responsible for killing more Americans on an annual basis than any other group or country uh, throughout the entire world. And yet this is just happening, and it's happening in communities all across the United States. You can find uh, these angel mothers who've lost children uh, to fentanyl overdose in virtually any community in the United States. And it really hit me when I was down in Arizona. You know, most of the border doesn't have a wall, of course, but there was parts where there was a wall. And these guys are working on the wall. I'm like, what are you doing? They're like, we're repairing the hole. The cartels cut through the steel beams. So if you see that happening, and they got the satchel of of fentanyl uh, strapped to their back, you use deadly force against them. You lay them out. You will see a change of behavior. You have to take the fight to the cartels. Otherwise, we're going to continue to see Americans dying.
1: Weapons hot, bitches. (laughs) Now listen, smoking Mexicans... Seems like maybe an extreme response to some. But I love it. I think it's great. Look, you play stupid games, you win stupid prizes. You break the law, particularly the law that you've been doing over and over again in our country. We get to kill you. Those are the rules. Reminder, the coyotes are cartel members who are rapists and murdering thugs. These are not good people coming across. He's not talking about shooting the, the women and children everyone talks about that's not the lion's share who's, of who's coming across in the first place. They're, they're predominantly military age males. But that's not who he's talking about. He's talking about these, these cartel members, these coyotes. I mean, the the border is out of control, y'all. So out of control that extreme measures have to be taken. Maybe not what Ron said, but extreme measures, nonetheless, if we're going to, I, I was going to say maintain our sovereignty, I would say return our sovereignty we're not a sovereign country right now because we don't have a border and Democrats want open borders because they need a new voting block as we always talk about they want new citizens who in some cases are uneducated workers who can be exploited for the elites labor needs who's gonna do Pelosi's garden who's gonna help lower Diane Feinstein's cask into the ground I don't know if they do those jobs. I don't know who, I don't know how they parcel those out. I also don't know what those pay per hour. Let's look up that.
5: Like a, a, a grave worker? A grave, a grave <laughs> digger. A grave digger. <laughs> Sounds so medieval. <laughs>
1: Anyways, thinking ahead here, uh, though, here's the one problem with that. I like the idea of if you come across the border, we get to kill you and maybe your family. That's a, a step further than Ron went. But there is, there is a problem with that. There is, there is a hiccup, and I'm, I'm joking. I wouldn't, we wouldn't kill their family members. I think it's fine, though, to protect your border and be aggressive if you need to. As soon as that starts happening, things will get—I mean, things are nasty now. Things are really nasty south of the border. They come right up into the border and sometimes spill across the border— in terms of the cartel violence, not just the trafficking, not just the the run-of-the-mill illegal immigration and running of drugs and narcotics, all that stuff. But as soon as that starts happening, you're gonna have to prepare for a next level of, of conflict because the cartels aren't just gonna be like, eh. The Mexican government also, very much penetrated by the cartels, not gonna be like, eh, they're just not gonna do it. This would escalate hostilities and maybe, Maybe in, with in some regards, that's that's not a bad thing because we can actually address the problem once and for all and come up with a better strategy rather than status quo. They're killing each other. They're killing us. They're sending drugs across that are also killing us, and they're also infiltrating our country for Lord knows what else. So maybe it forces the issue more, but it wouldn't. It's not as it's not as cut and dry. I love the piss and vinegar in his response. I think it's the right thing to run on. Come across, you're violent. You're bringing drugs, you're bringing people, you're bringing whatever. Probably not going to go well for you, but <clears throat> it's it's like the blocking out the sun thing. Let's think <laughs> about the next step. Let's think about what comes next here.
2: You know, he gave the example of you coming over with a backpack and cutting a hole in the wall or that that's there to get people through, I, you know, shooting somebody over that. I, you know, I'm am up in the air about. They are violating the law, but we have seen in the last couple of days we've seen these coyotes armed with ARs crossing the Rio Grande and in, in in walking onto our land, crossing the border onto American soil. To me, if a foreign national walks onto American soil with a rifle, they are a hostile threat and they need to be they need to be killed. That's the only way around it. If you've got a foreign national coming in. With a rifle, you have to assume that they have hostile intent and they need to be put down. There's no, you know, put your hands up, put your hands behind your back. No. It, it's smoked yeah. immediately. If you're going to have a country, that's what needs to happen down on the border. But going back to the video, there's a couple of things. One thing that I want to point out about the, this propagandist who is conducting the interview, you will always see when somebody from the Biden regime—I mean corporate media— is sitting down and talking to a conservative or a Republican, notice a couple of things in what they do. This chick in particular, they always take this posture where they're leaned back to give the impression they're looking down at the subject they're interviewing. And I've interviewed thousands of people in my career, and I've never taken the posture where I've crossed my legs and leaned back. And one thing that she did that I thought was extremely disrespectful disrespectful and also assigned to the person to DeSantis during the interview was open up a water bottle and take a slug out of it as she's conducting the interview and for the editor to use that as a cutaway shows the fact that she is being disrespectful for him it's one of those subliminal things that the left wants you to see and they always the left uh, journalists will always do that because anybody who's ever interviewed somebody You want them—you want to elicit a response that's genuine from them. And the best way to do that is to lean forward in your chair as the one doing the interview because then that offers a sense of comfort to the person that you're talking to who's going to be a little bit more willing to say what's really on your your mind. And if you noticed in that video, DeSantis is leaning forward because he's engaged in the interview that's going on because he wants to get his point across— where she was just trying to distance herself totally and be disrespectful of him, and yeah. it's not just DeSantis; it's you, you can go down the line of Republicans or conservatives, and that will always be the posture of these journalists. Yeah,
1: no, for sure. I noticed that too. It, it, not only was it rude and disrespectful of that, but the shot they were using there, which I, I know you're saying is on purpose, and I don't dispute that. It's like, what are you guys doing? Like. <laughs> What just what just happened here? Jeremiah is my spirit animal. Build a wall from bodies, thousand percent. Um, I like it. I
5: like it. I uh, got an update on the cemetery caretaker salary. Oh yeah, what are they? What are they breaking? So it's it's cemetery caretaker, and in Florida they average thirty one thousand three hundred and sixty dollars a year.
1: Okay, so a smidge better than fast food.
5: Yeah, and they need to know how to use a backhoe, have gardening skills. Uh, Lawn mowers, snow plows, stuff like that. Depending, you know, obviously no snow in Florida, but you know, just and then how to put up uh, headstones, and then also uh, make sure they meet the veteran standards if they're putting any veterans down. So
1: they do. We got to pay them more than that. Then we got to make sure the
5: highest in Florida is forty two thousand. So I feel like we can do better for our grave diggers, eh. cemetery grave caretaker. caretaker, cemetery caretaker. Yeah.
1: Sorry. Sorry. Uh, morticians, not so much. You guys are. That that's that's a weird job. It's a weird. I mean, have you ever met? You probably have Tom. I don't know why I'm asking. (laughs) I have a friend who who is one. Uh, Why? Why do you uh, grow up? Want to be a garbage man? You get to ride in the back of the truck. Cool. And those guys actually get paid pretty well. They do. But some of the be a policeman, be in the be in the armed services, be a doctor whatever. I just don't get that one. I want to play with dead bodies. Someone's
5: got to do it. <laughs> Someone's got to do it.
1: Yeah. It, but they, no, you know you don't. Here's what you do. Ready? You pull out a big-ass drawer. You throw the body on there. You shove it in, and you hit ignite.
5: But some people don't want their you loved ones burned. You don't have
1: to put makeup on burned people.
5: But some people yeah. don't want their bodies to be uh, incinerated. I got so. go to go
2: the cremation route.
5: I'm totally going cremation
2: route. Yeah, I want to be cremated, put into a douche bag, and run up my wife one last time.
5: (laughs) Okay. I think we should go to a break on that. (laughs) When we come back, we're going to talk
1: about the least genuine person in the GOP primary. His name is Mike Pence. His latest ad, oh, my gosh, it is atrocious. We'll show it to you. We'll even break it down for you. That's coming up after the break.
0: Attention Americans, breaking news. Biden's dangerous plan for a digital dollar is underway. Don't be fooled. It won't benefit you. Take action now. The Federal Reserve phase deployment of FedNow began on July 1st, 2023. Be prepared. This may catch many off guard. Your hard-earned assets are in jeopardy
1: Ever since Mike Pence, the chronic dolphin polisher, got into the 2024 presidential race, we here at This Is My Show haven't been overly nice to the vacuous rhino. And today's not gonna be the day either, Mikey boy. Because let's do this, let's watch the raw version of Mike Pence's latest ad that dropped just yesterday. Take a look.
3: Hey everybody, Mike Pence here. Remember $2 a gallon gas? I do. And then Joe Biden became president of the United States and launched his war on energy. Since that time, gasoline prices are up 60%. Electricity prices are up 25%. Joe Biden's war on energy is causing real hardship for working families, small businesses, and family farms. But we've got a plan to relieve all of that. We just unveiled the Pence Energy Plan that'll not only put our country back on a path to energy independence, but by 2040, we will reclaim America role as the leading producer of energy in the world join us in the fight for american energy leadership by going to mikepence pence 2024.com we can lead the world once again to a more prosperous and a secure future for america with energy independence and american energy leadership
10: <laughs>
1: he's such a pandering soulless robot <laughs> But I mean, this ad is perfectly on brand for the chronic masturbator that is Mike Pence. It just is. Because if you paid any attention whatsoever to the ad and his actions throughout the ad, or let's say lack of actions throughout the ad, you'll see just how ungenuine he is. Let's let's take a look at a different version. We'll slow it down at points for you. Here's Mike Pence's new campaign
3: ad. Hey everybody. Here, remember $2 a gallon gas, I do. And then Joe Biden became president of the United States and launched his war on energy. Since that time, gasoline prices are up 60%. Electricity prices are up 25%. Biden's war on energy is causing real hardship for working families, small businesses and family farms. But we've got a plan to relieve all of that. We just unveiled the Pence Energy Plan that will not only put our country back on a path to energy independence, but by 2040, we will reclaim America's role as the leading producer of energy in the world. Join us in the fight for American energy leadership by going to MikePence2024.com. We can lead the once again, to a more prosperous and a secure future for America with energy independence and American energy leadership.
2: Right? That version is right? so much better. It's so much more honest. It is.
1: <laughs> I mean, he, again, he gets out of the truck. Of course, it's a pickup. Makes him seem like this middle-class working man from Indiana, which, of course, he's not. It's total bullshit. But then he grabs the pump, which you got to do that. He's starting off doing the right thing. But notice how he does so without inserting a credit card. He doesn't select the fuel grade. Then he puts it into the vehicle. But he doesn't squeeze the handle. <laughs> he just—he <laughs>
5: keeps his hand there, though, to make it look like he's squeezing
1: it. Yeah, bro, bro, you're missing literally all the key steps. The only thing you've done right so far is get out of the car.
2: He needs to fire the production company that shot that, because we live in a day and day age now where everything is scrutinized. And for him to have that sloppy of an ad shows you a lot about what he thinks about the people who are voting for him, mm-hmm. because he's going to hire— a team like that to put put together a commercial about his campaign that is just so 1990s. This is something that I could see, uh, you know, a politician from the 90s uh, throwing up there, you know, as part of their political ad. It just it, it's it's just so bland and dull. But then again, I have never seen an ad that encapsulated. The uh, the the character of the uh, candidate better just for being dull, bland, and pretend. Yeah, no, exactly. It, it's perfect
1: on all those all those levels, because he he no doubt or at least his campaign manager had to sit and review this and be like, "Yep, bingo, this is great. We nailed it, nailed it," uh, and they <laughs> did for the reason you said, not the reason they think. It showed exactly who we're all seeing Mike Pence expose himself as, as this complete fraud. He's just not the guy. get years and years ago, I fell for him like he's he's not overly interesting, but he's a well-spoken person who seems like the right person to kind of balance out Trump. And then you just you just figure out that he's just another D.C. swamp creature who hates Americans, hates his constituents, but just is good at pretending he doesn't, is good at citing the Bible, which I love if it was true and genuine. But he cites all the stuff that he thinks people want to hear, and he can't execute it. I mean, he literally can't. Even if you were shooting it, and he had pumped a vehicle before, which I'm sure he has, maybe it's been a while, you're going to just go through the routine and do it. He failed every step of the way. And a production company would have said, too, no, just do it like you're doing it. Just,
5: yeah. I, to, to me, I mean, come on. I've I've filmed many commercials. I've filmed stuff like that, and where to me this is like I want to say it was probably the fortieth take. Maybe the first few he actually did fill up his car, but he couldn't fill up the truck. He couldn't fill it up anymore. Just go ahead and do this. If, but then again, like you're saying, as the production company, they should have framed it differently. They should have done something. It's supposed like, oh, we'll just leave it as it is. No one's gonna notice. They think we're stupid.
2: Exactly. That no one's going to notice is exactly the mentality that went into that. The American people are dumb. They're not going to realize that you didn't put in a credit card or select the grade of gas or the beeping that was going off was to prompt you to do those things or that you're not squeezing the handle of the gas pump. Right. It's just a total disrespect for your audience. It is. It is. Well, and yeah, I
1: mean, that—
2: the the beeping
1: really is remarkable <laughs> because you've missed all those key things, which is a slap in the face and a disrespect for your audience. But then it's reminding you every second.
5: Hey, beep, beep.
1: <laughs> I mean, I guess he gets some credit for for speaking to the camera and staying on his script and his lines with that incessant beeping, I would be flipping the vehicle over,
5: (laughs) destroying the gas
1: station. Give
5: me a credit card.
2: (laughs) I hate noises like that. Oh my gosh. But also too, the the whole sort of folksy kind of oh, we need to get a pickup truck and it's gotta be red because that's the Republican color and it's just it's just so nauseating. It's everything everything that I hate about the Republican Party is all encapsulated into that one one
1: ad. Yeah. No, I think you're right. It really it really is. Drew, they should have had him check
5: his headlight fluid. <laughs> <laughs>
1: that's
5: funny. I, to to, to me, I feel like this is a commercial that he thought of. Let's just take me to the pump. I'll be like a regular American, and I'll relate to him. Cool. And that's all the forethought that went into it. They didn't even, you know, it's there's so many potholes in there when it comes to the production and what didn't happen. Yeah.
1: Well, that's the thing. You you could have executed that commercial Even though it's fake and not genuine from his part, you could have done it with three extra minutes and a little bit more dialogue before and actually made it seem a little bit more real as it stands. It turned out perfectly. Mike shows us exactly who you are and what you think of all of us. Uh, Fortunately, we won't have to worry a whole lot because you're going to get your ass kicked in the primary. You just are. You're just not a compelling candidate.
2: I hope so, but his numbers keep rising. I mean, they're not getting anywhere near Trump or even DeSantis or even um, uh, Vivek. What's her fi- Yeah, oh, Vivek. Nikki. Nikki. Yeah, he's it, not even coming close, but he's getting like incremental, like one or two point push every every few weeks or so. Mm. Just so that somebody be like, "Hey, Gertrude, look, he's pumping gas." Just I got that truck too. Mm. Which, if he keeps staying in, it, it's going to be more material for us. Oh, it's going to be gonna gold be worse for the country. <laughs>
1: right. Okay, let's take a break. We're done with Pence for today. You're off the hook for now, Mike. But thanks for giving us some great material. We've got Trump, who weighed in on Christie, who probably doesn't want to get weighed in on anything, but he weighed in on Christie, and he also weighed into uh, the whole the whole concept of of Ukraine and Russia and not getting into World War III. Something he promised he would avoid should he get back into office. We'll get into all that after the break.
0: Today, to get your free wealth protection guide, this guide will give you all the answers you need. American Alternative Assets is an A plus and accredited member of the Better Business Bureau. Protect your savings now before it's too late. Visit protectfrombiden.com. Individual results may vary, there is no guarantee that past performance will be indicative of future results.
11: or more to the IRS? Have you been threatened with levies or have unfiled returns? The IRS is hiring 87,000 agents to boost IRS collections and they have the power to seize assets, freeze bank accounts, and they can even take your home. Tax Network USA can help you today before it's too late. Our CPAs and certified tax experts have proven strategies that work for taxpayers time and time again. These same strategies have saved over $500 million in back taxes, permanently resolving tax debts for good. Stop collections and get relief today before it's too late.
1: all right guys welcome back so many important moments in life happen over a cup of what you guessed it it is coffee ding 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 whether it's the hospital room well you're anxiously awaiting news from the doctor about the fate of a loved one the birth of your first child sealing a major business deal which i hope for your sake you got or i hope i i, I not say hope i wish there's a guy who locally here 1.5 billion dollars yeah, right up the street. Right up the here. street from us. Why we didn't win that. But you know what? Hopefully he's celebrating with a cup of Thistle Creek Reserve Coffee. The first cup of coffee you share as a married couple when you wake up a hotel room, whether it's after dinner, whether it's 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 that quiet morning before the kids wake up at the house, coffee plays a huge part in all of our lives. So when those moments come, make sure you have the right cup of coffee in your hand. We're so excited to tell you about our friends at Thistle Creek Reserve. It's what we drink here at the studio. It's what we drink at home. Their premium coffee is outstanding. It's sourced from missionaries around the globe to boot, and it's also focused on giving back to ministries, patriotic efforts across the globe. If, if you're into preventing child and female trafficking, then, then here's a great coffee place to go because they partner with organizations that prevent that, go after and rescue children. So many reasons to do this. So wake up with the right cup of coffee. Wake up with premium coffee from a company that loves America, loves God, is is gospel-focused, and will never go woke. Go beyond the cup with Thistle Creek Reserve at ThistleCreekReserve.com. You can see it on their screen there. Again, it's ThistleCreekReserve.com. Use promo code DREW to save 10%. So, Chris Christie loves eating more than Obama likes having sex with his kitchen staff. It's just... It's just true. And during one of Trump's campaign speeches, an attendee called Christie a name. And Trump admonished the supporter for it. Here was the incident. Take a listen. No, no, Christie
2: hes eating right now. He can't be bothered. <laughs> Sir, please do not call
6: him a fat pig. That's very disrespectful. Don't call him. See, I'm, I'm trying to be nice. Don't call him a fat pig. You can't do it. You
3: can't do that.
6: So now, because you're not allowed to do that, and therefore uh, we're not going to do it, okay? We want to be very civil, right? So. <laughs> okay.
1: So, so funny, right? I mean, <laughs> first Trump picks on him, but then someone crosses the line. <laughs> supposedly so, crosses. Supposedly crosses the line, which is a masterful Troll attempt, uh, not attempt, uh, execution by Trump. Because here's why. Here's why. He's on record as saying, don't call him fat boy. Or fat pig. Fat pig. Fat pig. pig, Sorry. So from now until Christie drops out of the race, which is going to, of course, happen, Trump supporters are going to call him, guess what? Not just Trump supporters. (laughs) Most people, they're going to call him... Fat pig.
5: What is fat pig?
1: (laughs) What is fat pig? That's correct. Or who is? Points for disco. So he, I mean, he deliberately lit that fuse to humiliate Christie because he knows his supporters will be merciless when trolling the human blimp. Now, I I will say this: I, I think he. I think that's probably what happened, and I think that they will do that. I think. I think that he's smart. To try and 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 distance himself, I think that likewise, one thing that the, that the the MAGA crowd could do is do a little less name calling. We do it here because we pick on everyone, but we're not also. I'm not I'm not MAGA crowd. I'm just this 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 is this is my show, and I say stupid shit for a living. That's what I get to do. But I think it would be good. They're going to hundred percent. They're going to. They're going to go so hard to the hoop on this. I think it would be good if they didn't, because I think that kind of thing, again, parlays back into, hey, maybe we can get the soccer mom who doesn't like potty humor, probably not listening to this show, and doesn't like calling people names, even though Chris Christie deserves it. And Chris Christie doesn't deserve it because he's obese and hard to look at. He he gets called that and deserves it because of who he is as a person and his policies, which is why, according to This Is My Show Rules and Policies, we're allowed to pick on you. mm. Mm. If you're a fine, fine person, my my kindergarten teacher, Mrs. Smith, she's probably been dead for a long time. You still remember your kindergarten teacher's name? She was vile. I remember all my teachers growing up in Rochester, Minnesota. After that point,
5: <laughs> I don't really yeah, remember. See, I remember my any third grade names. teacher because she told me I'd never amount to anything. So, like that sticks out in my head, Miss Miss Steele. Like but all my other, all my other teachers, I couldn't couldn't remember them. Yeah, I remember yeah. them all.
1: I, uh, you remember them all? Oh. I, I can't remember most. I, but Mrs. Smith, kindergarten teachers are supposed to be nice, right? Happy go lucky. Get you a juice box and some goldfish. Really, they're the juice box lady. Like, lady, where's my snack? Um, it's not probably true, but she was vile. She was this obese. Even my mom will, will, will say how she was really mean. Vile woman, very large very large and just me it's like you're not in your sweet spot your sweet spot is some other job where you don't have to be nice to children which is obviously difficult for you to do uh but yeah she was she was she was no good anyways she's made fun of because she was awful too little how old are you when you go to kindergarten six
2: uh yeah five seven six i don't know between five and six i think Mm -mm. Uh, is it sixth grade Mm. or six years old first grade Yeah, so it's like four four or five? Well, yeah, I guess it's about that because
1: I've got one who's about to turn seven going into first grade. So, yeah, somewhere in there. So,
5: five years. Four four to six. Well, one of you got to do it it two or three times. Four to, yeah.
1: (laughs) I didn't, I promise. Uh, But, anyways, (laughs) point being is, Miss Smith gets picked on not because she's big, but because she was an absolute bitch and mean to little children. Poor Eugene, too. Little Asian kid. He
2: got he, he. was treated horribly. I'm sorry to hear that about you. <laughs> but getting back to the story. Wow, Tom's the one reeling us in today. This is
5: interesting, yeah.
2: So, so go ahead. What I was going to say is name-calling to me is no big deal. But, again, it goes back to this whole sort of uh, mentality that conservatives have about Name-calling is bad because it's going to drive people away, and we got to stay above the fray. But what drives me crazy is the double standard. I mean, we've got Democrat supporters who go and protest outside the houses of Supreme Court justices. Yep. We had one of them fly there to kill a Supreme Court justice. And his family at his family, we had another one open fire at baseball practice trying to murder everybody in the House and Senate that were Republicans. So a little bit of name-calling, when you've got—when you're—when your rival political party is willing to murder, name-calling means nothing to me. And I—that's—that, to me, gets lost in all of this, is the fact that we come down hard on name-calling, oh, you shouldn't do that. Whereas you never see a Democrat saying, well, you know, murdering your political opponent is bad. They never come out and and speak against any sort of violence because they know that the ends justify the means. Yeah. And I think that's why you see that a a, a rise in rhinos. They don't want to deal with the lunatics because they know what they're capable of.
1: Yeah, very, very possibly. And it it is true. I mean the the other side plays differently they play dirty they play they play for keeps and then someone someone's all upset because i say something mean trump says something mean this person says something mean whatever there's got to be some give and take there i think it's there's a time when it works and a time where it doesn't but yeah. but but that's the thing here too like you go after the right people and and they're deserving of it which people can say well who gets to decide well in this case we do cuz it's 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 our show, but but it, 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 if 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 you're so weak that you can't handle people using words, this isn't the world for you. It's gotten it's gotten to the point where you've you've always had to have thick skin. You got to have real thick skin now. You got to be more alert and, and paying attention to how things really are, not how you want them to be. So, <clears throat> I, no, I agree with a lot of what you said. But let's get to something else. Trump said because he also said that Trump or w- uh, that he will prevent World War Three, and he's the only one. Likely, who, who probably would. Let's, let's see what he had to say.
6: And I'm the only candidate who can make you this promise. I will prevent World War III. I'll prevent it. Not going to happen.
1: So here's the thing. I don't agree with everything Trump says. I, I agree with most. I definitely agree with this. I definitely agree with this. He is likely the only one. And, and, and maybe DeSantis is quasi-close on that TBD but Trump is for certain the only one that we can all say pretty assuredly would prevent World War III because he, because of his foreign policy. For one, he doesn't trust the intel community, but also his, his foreign policy has been for not, for being <clears throat> someone who came out from outside of politics, which is probably why he's good at it, his foreign policy was baller. He, he, he did such a great job for friends and foes alike he benched Victoria Newland for Pete's sakes, which lets us all know that his instincts are good when it comes to the war machine. But but he 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 is a a deal maker. He's a negotiator, and that's one of the things you do. You put up the America. The, the America is tough. America is back flag, and you say, "Hey, we're ruling with peace through strength," and then you negotiate, and you have these things, and you have some of your fixers who are good negotiators, and you send them, and you have these conversations. Uh, we've especially when Democrats are in office, we get abused. We get bent over a table and taken advantage of. When Trump was in office, that didn't happen. Everyone said, we're going to be in all these wars, all these conflicts. Guess what? Not one started. Look what's happened. Look what's happened in the last fucking year for Pete's (laughs) sake. I mean, I mean, do you want to... Don't got to go back far. (laughs) Wow. It's crazy. We just listed all of them yesterday. I won't do it again, but there's a lot of conflicts that we're in and a lot more on the horizon uh, according to what we're seeing and policies that we're hearing coming out of this. It's it's insane, but he, he is. I mean, when it comes to that, I, you could you could make an argument that he won't rally the country or something like that. I would say I don't know that anyone can right now. You can make an argument of, of he can't do this or he can't do this. I don't think you can make a good argument in this case, even if you didn't like him in 2016 and throughout his first term, which you're probably not listening to this show if that's you. But I don't think you can make the argument that he wouldn't do more than most to prevent global war and apocalypse because he's proven during tense times, tense times, global war and terror was still going. North Korea escalating China being China, Russia being Russia. Russia just years prior had had taken Crimea. You you've got a ton of things that were happening and that could happen and none of them did.
2: No, and his negotiating negotiations with the Taliban was spot on and you know this better than anybody. He sat down with the leader, I can't remember his name, and he said if if this plan doesn't go, if there's one hair on an American's head that is touched, is out of place in any way, during our withdrawal from Afghanistan, I'm going to kill your entire family, and I know exactly where they live." And he went, he pinpointed to him where it was, where, where they lived. And it's that kind of negotiating—negotiations that go a long way. I, I, for one, appreciate his negotiating style, one, for being a businessman his entire life and being in tough negotiations. Right. And also, two, he's got that twitchy eye where you're not quite sure if you're on the receiving end of what's gonna happen. One, one great Trump story was when he was wanting to build Trump Tower and wanted the air rights. And Tiffany, uh, the, the, the jewelry, uh, jewelry company, wouldn't sell him the air rights. And so he went to his people, and to his uh, architect, and said, draw me the most disgustingly hideous building that you can. And so he did. And so Trump went back in and says, if you don't sell me those air rights, I'm building this and showed it to him, this hideous monstrosity that would devalue all the property in that neighborhood. And they were like, oh, all right, I guess we'll sell it to him. And they did. Yeah.
5: It was Mullah Abdul Ghani... Baradar is who he talked with? I just looked it up. Baradar, yeah. yeah.
2: So, yeah, that kind of negotiating, is just very unpredictable and unconventional. And I think the unconventionality of his negotiating skills are the thing that is most refreshing and most off-putting to other foreign presidents and prime ministers who are used to dealing with your typical run-of-the-mill you know dc politicians yeah
1: well no that's i mean it it really does boil i mean he's obviously talented and now he's done a lot of it throughout his career and his life he's a wild card it comes down to i don't know what he's going to do i don't know how he's going to respond to this i know america is the strongest the best when they want to be and he's he's talking this game we're just going to assume the worst hope for the best and 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 make a deal that that kind of quells things here On their side, not our side. I, I think that's a huge part of it is we know what to expect from some rhino or Democrat politician who just wants this. We, we know how to handle that situation. We don't we don't know what to do with you. We don't know what to do with you. And we're scared that if we get it wrong, it's going to be bad for us economically, you know, in terms of some sort of retribution. Otherwise, it, that, that was a huge thing. Huge thing for sure
5: you've never seen a a president shake a hand like this with any other foreign leader he like brings it in yeah <laughs> and it's like i'm i'm in charge here and and i think that's what stands he just has a reputation like when i'm in the room i'm in charge yeah here it is and people respect him. Yeah.
2: And, and he's doing it with a smile, too. When, you, when you're watching that, he pulls in Putin, he's smiling, he's like, hey, what's going on? But he, what he's doing is establishing dominance yep. it, right from the beginning when it comes to negotiation. And that's that's what he's perfect at. I, when he first came into office, I grabbed the book, Art of the Deal, and read it. It Almost everything that he does in, or did in dealing with foreign countries was all in the book, it was all the same way that he negotiated deals. The story that I just told about Tiffany's is in that book, and it was just it all everything that he after I read that book, everything that he that he did all made sense right no
1: i I've honestly never read it, but everyone who has read it has said the same thing <clears throat> they, they've said the same thing for sure uh okay, let's take a break. Someone who no one fears, especially now that he's on his way to hospice, is Mitch McConnell. He is saying no to impeaching Joe Biden. We'll tell you what he said. We'll tell you why he said it on the other side of the break.
0: We interrupt today's programming to bring unfortunate news. Biden's dangerous plan for a digital dollar is underway. Don't be fooled it won't benefit you. So take action now. The Federal Reserve's phased deployment of FedNow began on July 1st, 2023.
6: Moms and dads of America, you love your kids, you love God, you love this country, and you're tired of watching companies betray your values and ruin great products. Don't get angry. Invest your time, energy, and money into the people that are building the country you want for your kids and stand.
2: To TCW. This is my show Championship Wrestling, and I'm your host, Trucky McGee. Joining me now is the current world's heavyweight champion of the world, none other than Bjorn, the sickle Throckmorton. Welcome to Trucky's Corner, Bjorn. What's up, Trucky? How are you feeling before tonight's match? Against Rico Raymond. You know, I feel pretty damn good
1: because every time I seem to meet little fly boy Rico Raymond in the ring, I beat the living piss out of that Broadway cowboy, which is how I became your world heavyweight champion.
2: But two weeks ago, Bjorn, there there was a a non-title match. Let
1: me it- tell you something, Truckee. Two weeks ago was a load of you-know-what. You had the ref get knocked to the ground. You had his little slut, Karmika, pull a fast one on me, and he put me in that lame-ass hold, whatever it was, and things didn't go the way. No, they didn't go the way that I wanted to. But I can tell you what, I've still retained this title. Every time we've met in that squared circle in a fair match, look who's been
2: the victor. And look who will be the victor again tonight. Well, there you go, some tough talk from the World Heavyweight Champion. That match coming right up. So we
1: talk, all the time in fact, about how the Republican Party is a pretend opposition party. Well, Cocaine Mitch has backed up our claim as we kind of knew he would, right? Because the Kentucky, Kentucky cadaver has instructed his Republican counterparts in the House of Representatives to pump the brakes on chatter of impeaching President Joe Biden. McConnell told the New York Times in an interview published earlier this week, quote, I said two years ago when we had not one but two impeachments that once we go down this path, it incentivizes the other side to do the same thing. Impeachment ought to be rare. This is not good for the country. To which I would say, Years ago, that sentiment was true. But that's—it is going to just be—people are going to be incentivized to do it. Do it every freaking day now. It, it, that's what it is. It doesn't actually mean anything. But this discussion's happening because you've got a growing number of House Republicans who have called for Biden's impeachment, with most of them citing the border crisis, his involvement in influence peddling, all of that, just anything that has to do with the Biden crime family. And they And they're right— Particularly based on what impeachment is today, the prerequisites for impeachment today. If there was ever grounds for a presidential impeachment, not just by Pelosi standards, but by history standards, the case against Joe Biden and his family, it's overwhelming. But McConnell's response makes a whole lot of sense, right? It's a typical limp rhetoric that we hear out of all of he and his rhino friends in D.C., and it's further proof, these guys do not care about the country. They do not care about winning. They, they don't care about anything. They don't mind that we're falling into communism. They're aware of it. They just aren't willing to do anything to stop it. They're, uh, Mitch's ilk, the Romneys of the world, the Kinsinger's, who thankfully is out, at least for now, McConnell. All of these guys, they are worse than Democrats, more traitorous than Democrats. And some people might be surprised by that and disagree with that comment. But I mean, think about it. They really are. Because they lie to your face, say they're going to do something, say they're standing up for our country well-seeing firsthand. They know they've had conversations with some of these people. They know what's going on. They know what they're trying to do to our country. And rather than try and stop it, they say, I'll tell my people that I'm going to stop it. You guys just keep doing your thing. Turn us into a communist hellhole. No big deal. Just make sure I keep getting paid. Republicans are content with losing. And that means that the country loses, that you lose, that I lose, that we all lose. There's zero political competition thanks to the formation of the Uniparty. And that's where we are today, Wednesday, August 9th.
2: (laughs) Well, it's true. I mean, you look at the evidence that was presented against Richard Nixon that caused him to resign. The amount of evidence against Biden is a hundred times more than it was against Nixon. Nixon's was uh, was a cover-up about a break-in, which may or may not have had to do with the deep state trying to frame Nixon for something. There's all a lot of speculation about that. But the fact that Nixon did not tell the truth and try to cover things up— that was the issue. Right. Joe doesn't tell the truth and tries to cover things up on an hourly basis. And if it's not him doing it, it's a surrogate's doing it. So if we're going to this is like you were saying, this is the perfect, perfect opportunity for an impeachment. This is why the impeachment process is in place for presidents like Joe Biden. Right. And for McConnell to come out and say, well, you know, it's too much on the country and we don't want to put the country through us. It's too too vicious right now. Or uh, he's <laughs> he, he just goes back to that rhino default position of not being a fighter. Yeah. And once again, you have one side that is literally ready to fight to the death and you have another side... It's just like, oh, well, whatever. As long as I, you know, keep cashing paychecks, I'm fine. And the rest of you idiots who continue to vote for us, eh, I'm good.
1: Right. No, they're 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 more worried about their job. They're worried about their tea time. They're not worried about you, the constituent. They're not worried about the country. They just aren't. Or there'd be proof to the contrary, and and there isn't. Chuck Pelosi on uh, on Rumble is not for. Impeachment, but not for Yertle the turtle's reasons said by impeaching dementia, Joe, you give his residency authentication. What he and many others did is treason. I prefer that punishment over impeachment a day. Okay, fair point. But we're not going to get that. Fair point. I would like more than impeachment, too. But that's the point here. And what Mitch is saying is that we don't want to get into this tit for tat game Okay, that, that moral high ground sounds fair and reasonable, and I would have agreed with you in most cases in the past, but that's where we are. That's how they play it. It doesn't actually mean anything. It's not like we're impeaching him and it's going to have this crazy effect on the country moving forward. I don't think it does. I think it would be a nice nominal victory, really just verbally only, to say that he was your guy was impeached too. And yes, the precedent would be set that moving forward... The next president who's a Democrat will be impeached. The next Republican will be impeached. But guess who started it? They did. So it's your your choices are either get railroaded and let them do it every time while we do nothing. And they're empowered and emboldened to play the game the way that they're playing it, or we do it right back. And at least for a little bit, they're like, Whoa, what just happened? Republicans, they fought back. They did something. It would blow their mind. Think of the shock on Chuck Schumer's face. Nancy Pelosi's face. If if we actually pushed back and did something that whether it made an impact or not in terms of actual functional fundamental change in our country or not, just the, just the mere fact of doing something I think would be a jolt to the system.
2: That's where I'm at. Absolutely, and when... McConnell and the rest of the rhinos always default to taking the moral high ground, all that means by taking the moral high ground is making sure they don't lose seats. That's all it is. It has nothing to do with any sort of conviction of character or any sort of moral compass or any sort of sense of duty to your constituents or any sort of sense of duty to the Constitution of the United States of America. All that's out the window— It's just about pure power and making sure that you retain that power, and that's all they care about. Period.
1: End of story. Well, you know what they're probably not going to care about either, which will affect us, you, the listener, the viewer, us here in the studio, all of our families, all of our friends, is central bank digital currency, something that's being pushed, rolled out, phased into America and, and American banking right now. We're going to talk about it because Joe Rogan, who's got a pretty big audience, last time I checked, he Just... and Post Malone had a little conversation about it, and it was pretty fascinating. And and Joe is on our side on this. Let's, let's listen to that, but we're going to do it right after a quick break.
0: Get more of Drew and this is my show with Coin Club, exclusively on the RVM Network. Coin Club members get a This Is My Show Challenge coin, an exclusive Friday morning show for Coin Club members only, automatic entry into show-related sweepstakes, and other in-studio bonuses. Plus, members get access to all other premium content on the RVM network and no ads on written content on redvoicemedia.com. So join the club and carry your coin with pride. Go to dbcoinclub.com. Military and first responders get 30% off their memberships. Again, that's dbcoinclub.com. Current Drew Crew members need not apply. Military and first responder discounts are available on monthly or annual memberships. All members, regardless of subscription type, are automatically entered into sweepstakes. However, challenge coins are only issued to annual members. Learn more at dbcoinclub.com.
11: The most amazing cotton and a two-inch pipe cusset. It has four custom loft levels, machine washable and dryable, and you get my 60-day money-back guarantee and 10-year warranty.
2: Go to MyPillow.com or call the number on your screen. Use your promo code to get your limited-edition 20th anniversary MyPillow queen size. Retails for $69.98, now only $19.98. That's right, get a queen-size MyPillow for only $19.98. From all of us here at MyPillow, there's a
0: Today, to get your free wealth protection guide, this guide will give you all the answers you need. American Alternative Assets is an A-plus and accredited member of the Better Business Bureau. Protect your savings now, before it's too late. Visit protectfrombiden.com. Individual results may vary. There is no guarantee that past performance will be indicative of future results.
1: All right, welcome back. So we rarely talk about rapper Post Malone here on the show. Although I will say this, Post Malone is a talented dude. Yeah. He he can go across genres. His country songs that he'll play or just some of his singer-songwriter type songs that he'll do sometimes outside of his his other genre, is they're phenomenal. But anyways, he sat down with Joe Rogan, and the two had some interesting thoughts about digital currencies. Roll the clip.
5: Well, hang on. It was muted. My bad. There we go. Hang on, and here we go. Doing
10: it. So, how do you feel about the government's um, digital currency that they're working? No fucking way. No way. That's what I think. I think that's checkmate. That's game over. That is fucking checkmate. Because if they apply that to a social credit score. If they decide, somehow or another, that you need some social credit score system and it's for the benefit of society, and they outline that they can you know, track your behavior and your tweets and all your things, and you get a, a score. And if you already scores... doing that. They they just haven't released the fucking report cards. Well, they, they don't haven't have the kind haven't of freedom that, the that they re- like. They didn't send the report cards home to the parents yet. Right. But it's already it's everything is already imprinted. Everything is already tracked. Everything is already there. But they just haven't given it the They just can't, they just can't control yet. you to the same extent that they would like. And what they would like to do is to to, to be able to strip you of your money, and to be able to lock you down, and to make sure that you comply, so that all the other people also comply, because they don't. Want Want to be stripped of their money. They don't want everything they work for just be taken away right. instantly overnight and be powerless. No one to call. No one's going to answer your phone. They just decided you fucked up and the rules are the rules and so then where does that money go? Who takes your money? Who takes... And that that's what thing, when people start profiting off of confiscating people's digital currency, it's going to be a real fucking problem. Well, people... Well, it's not all fucking currency is digital. Yeah, but the idea of them controlling all of the money and it's all unilateral yeah. it's all the same
9: fucking right. it's all thing. the same fucking thing
10: that's that's a problem and here's the here's an here's the problem i think is that people are going to do it due to convenience of it yeah
1: all right so first and foremost, they have your report card ready i mean that's they have that already
2: it's that's such a great analogy that Post Malone came up with
1: it, it, for that. It, it is. And and who knew, right? I mean, he's talented, but you listen to him speak, and, you know, again, some people might be off-put by his tattoos or the fact that he smokes weed or whatever the case might But, like, he's he's a sharp fella, at least when it comes to some of the things I've heard him talk about, not just this clip. But they, they've got it already. And it's really this whole conversation, it's a very brilliant and, – and beyond brilliant, it's an approachable, understandable – Way of looking at ESG scores, which is what we need. We need shows like Joe's show because he's correct. It is. It's a digital dollar's game over, particularly when connected to ESG scores, which is what everyone's concerned about. People aren't concerned about innovation for the sake of innovation, they're concerned about innovation that's being used to give the government more control. But this, this conversation, And what I love about it is, you know, we referenced him and and Gaff again. I don't know, last week, whenever that was, talking about January 6th, but he gets people thinking. And people will say, oh, he's some red pill this, he's some red, no, he's just a dude who thinks on his own, he's drinking a Bud Light there, he doesn't care about the boycotts and all that stuff, he cares about what he cares about, he asks good questions, he gets, he gets the he elicits responses out of people. And when, when, he, when he gets something that's different than him, which was the case with Gaffigan, less so with Post Malone, there's a kind, open-minded discussion that happens, which is, first and foremost, how things should be. They're civil, but they're so educational and informational for, for the audience and the listeners out there. I mean, think about it. How many people out there have thought about ESG scores and the and the woes and potential pitfalls of digital currency, we talk about it a lot. But most people have their heads buried in, a sand, in the sand. They don't. They're not listening to political shows. They're not listening to you know conservative talk show hosts, or the or the reverse. They're not listening to folks on the other side either. They're just going about their day. And then you hear someone like Joe, like oh, I'll listen to Joe because he's not as political. Or he's not this or that. And then they get informed with some, some great conversations and a. There's plenty of things that he says that I don't agree with, but I just love the way that he does it. I love the way he does it, and I love the impact that I believe it's likely having
2: on the voting class in America. It's definitely having an impact on pop culture because people now who are the ages from 18 to 45 that listen to Joe's podcast and sometimes a little bit older like myself who listen to Joe's podcast— a lot of people's eyes are being open, and as you talked about before, we're, on this show, we're always talking about what could happen if we go down the road of a digital currency with ESG scores. When we first started talking about it, at least when I first started talking about it to friends of mine or family members, they all thought I was an insane conspiracy theorist. I know that I look like somebody who lives by themselves in a cabin and has written a manifesto. I get that. <laughs> the, We've all read it, Tom. And <laughs> the fact that you would think that I would be, you know, somebody who's like, you got to watch out for the World Economic Forum and this is what they're going to do. The, the, the opinions that I have are based on what the World Economic Forum has said and are also based on what Democrats are doing. And also what they say, but they're very tricky about what they say. So you have to pay close attention to what they're saying. But at least for myself and us, when somebody like Joe, who's a bit more mainstream, who's got a humongous audience, at least it's it's vindication for the rest of us. Right. Because it'll help open more minds and help people To start asking questions when you have somebody like Joe Rogan or Post Malone. Being in agreement about the dangers of going down the road with a digital dollar and also ESG scores, it's a catastrophe waiting to happen. And they were spot on. By saying they can just take your money and there's nothing that you can do about it. Right. And a lot of people are going to push back and say, well, the government, you know, they go go to the old, well, I'm an open book. You know, my life is so boring that if they want to take a look at what I've done and go right ahead. That mentality is all great, man. But you're not the one who's deciding if you broke any rules or not.
1: Exactly. They are. that That is a huge distinction that has to be made. By the way, Barb says, I hope that he, he meaning Joe Rogan, interviews Trump, was never going to be the case before. Now it sounds like there's actually some dialogue to the point where it could happen. I'm telling you, I first of all, it would be his most listened to podcast, probably. Oh,
2: yeah, 100%. It would be humongous. <laughs>
1: but But if there was any pushback from Joe, and I'm not saying Joe would do this because Joe doesn't need it, but if I'm Trump, or I'm on Trump's team, moreover... I would be like, we're gonna do anything and everything to be on your podcast. Here's fifty million dollars, put me on your podcast. Because if he goes and he and he plays his cards right there, the amount of new voters he would get, the voters he needs are a lot of the ones listening to that show, and he's not getting them um, the current method, because yeah, the the, the the people listening to Joe Rogan's show aren't showing up at the Trump rally. A lot of them, right. So you need those. It would be monumental for him to go and have that. I mean, it, I, I don't think I can—again, ha- Joe Rogan would, would make a killing on that, too. But I, don't, I can't emphasize enough how big it would be for for Donald Trump to go on that show. And I think he probably knows that, too. But it's like, bro, that's what you need because you need those people. You need those people. You're, you're a lock. If you can grab some additional voter blocks—
2: where you're where you're hurting right now, you you couldn't you can't be stopped, right? But a couple of weeks ago, Joe had Patrick bet David on, and Patrick bet David made the most compelling argument for Joe Rogan to have Donald Trump on that I've heard. And at the end of uh, uh, Patrick's statement. You could tell, and actually, I looked, I was listening to it on my phone, and I looked at Joe's reaction to it, and I could tell that it resonated with Joe, because what Patrick said, he said, just imagine Muhammad Ali, the greatest of all time, and you've got Joe Frazier, who's the number one contender, if those two never met in the ring when they did... You would, you would never have those famous fights. You want the two biggest heavyweights going at it, because years down the line, when you look back in history, you're going to go, Joe Rogan, one of the biggest podcasters of all time, why didn't he ever interview Donald Trump? It doesn't make sense, because you want two titans to go at it. And, you know, Joe being a titan of the podcast world, it also— Donald Trump, being a former president who's now being persecuted, it's the perfect combination of things. And then Patrick also went on to say, he's like, Joe, if you do this, then that opens the door for the rest of us who have smaller platforms, because then all of a sudden it, it, it widens the entire playing field for right. all of us, because now Trump is not going to start— At a smaller podcast he's got to go to number one because that's where it matters he goes once he does that then the rest of us will benefit from it and I could tell by Joe Rogan's reaction he had never thought of it that way and I think that that one instant instance might be might be all it took to push Joe Rogan over the edge and deciding to have Donald Trump on by the way I, I agree with all those things and and for, and for the most
1: part, everything you said is true. Although Trump is coming on the RVM network in a couple of weeks, August 21st, he'll be on with Wayne Dupree at 12:35 Eastern.
0: That's so awesome. We, we well, will, there you go. We will have
1: him on here. But <clears throat> but as much as I've known Wayne a long time and love Wayne, Wayne's no Joe Rogan. <laughs> Joe Rogan, <laughs> Joe Rogan is is up here. That is where he has to go. That's where he's going to have the most impact too. It's we're going to get a great audience when when it comes here. But Joe Rogan commands things so differently. But you, you said all that, and I agree with everything you said. And it reminded me, like, oh, wait. Oh, wait. Some, someone big is coming on uh, coming on here. Well, uh, By the way, you've been very polite and, and patient raising your hand.
5: Eh, well, way. you know, it's—can uh, <laughs> I speak, please? No, um, my, my whole thing with the whole Joe Rogan-Trump thing is when Trump loses respect for someone, he talks bad about them— he won't show up to certain things if they're there, all that stuff. But the fact that Trump showed up to that fight, when Joe, you know, like the, the UFC fight, mm-hmm. if he had no respect for Joe Rogan, he wouldn't have shown up to that place, regardless if it was in town or not. He wouldn't have done that, and he'd be talking bad about Joe Rogan. But he still has respect for him. So I think if, the, if there would be a, hey, can we come on my show? He's totally going to show up because he still respects him because he doesn't respect DeSantis because he just badmouths DeSantis the whole time. Right. Anytime he can.
2: I don't think Joe has ever given any reason for Trump to dislike him.
5: Well, well hasn't Joe said he would never talk to Trump? He would never, yeah, like, he would write,
2: never put him on the yeah. you know, the air. But still, Trump Trump is very smart when it comes to reaching people, and he's not going to badmouth Joe because he still thinks that there's an opportunity exactly. for him to yeah. come on there. So he's not going to poison the well with it yeah. because he knows, you know, the reach that Rogan has. Because
5: he still, yeah, he still respects him. So yeah, I, I, definitely, definitely. All right, well, let's do this. Let's take a quick break.
1: We've touched on Roe. We're going to come back. We're going to hit on Andy No, We haven't talked about Andy No, in a long time. He, man, things didn't go his way. Uh, they went the way of Antifa in a, a a court case that's happening out there, which probably shouldn't surprise anyone in Portland, Oregon, but that's how things shook out. We'll touch on that real quick, and then we'll head into our final third hour right here on the RVM Network. Stay with us.
0: attention americans breaking news biden's dangerous plan for a digital dollar is underway don't be fooled it won't benefit you take action now the federal reserve phase deployment of FedNow began on july 1st 2023 be prepared this may catch many off guard your hard-earned assets are in jeopardy but there's a simple legal tax loophole to opt out of the digital dollar reach out to american alternative assets for a free wealth protection guide and discover how to safeguard your wealth with gold and silver iras against a failing dollar and volatile markets visit ProtectFromBiden.com. this invaluable guide provides precise steps to transfer your ira or 401k into precious metals without any tax consequences be smart don't let biden force you into using the government's new digital dollar visit protect from Biden.com to get your free guide and get started. Again, that's
4: ProtectFromBiden.com. How in the world could such a small group of people with limited resources change world history? But in fact, that's happening, and it's the power of the truth. The truth is like kryptonite. Healthcare isn't, in some sense, working very well. Foster Colson is thinking about this. He's got a new company, an online healthcare platform called The Wellness Company. Telehealth company called The Wellness Company. The Wellness Company. TWC.health is The Wellness Company. The most popular product is the detoxification supplement that features natokinase. Natokinase is the only enzyme that we're aware of right now that dissolves the spike protein. Spike protein is loaded in the body with the COVID-19 infection and definitely with the vaccines. We've been completely accurate on the spread of the virus, early treatment, on the deficiencies in hospital care, and now the deaths that are occurring after vaccination. This is a human outrage, and it's occurring at the end of a hypodermic needle. Isn't it interesting? Natural substance. combating this man-made disaster.
1: The jury has reached a verdict in the trial of investigative journalist Andy No versus Rose City Antifa and its alleged affiliate members, in which they found in this case both defendants John Colin Hacker and Elizabeth Renee Richter not, I repeat, not NOT liable in the civil case brought against them. No filed a complaint in Portland, Oregon back in 2020, claiming assault and other injuries over alleged act of violence. Uh, carried out by the members of Antifa, which began in 2019. The defendants John Colin Hacker and Elizabeth Renee Richter were accused of assault battery and intentional infliction of emotional distress. During closing statements, defense lawyer Michelle Burroughs told the jurors that not only does she self-identify as both a progressive and an anti-fascist, that she also said that I'm Antifa and insisted upon making herself an I am Antifa t-shirt which she said she would wear after the trial. How brave of her. Despite Antifa's significant recorded history of violence, she told the jury that Antifa's unfavorable reputation is untrue and depicted the organized militant group as activists fighting for social justice and civil rights. This is not good, folks. It's not surprising in Portland, but man, it just further shows that Portland has fallen. There's no justice if you oppose the communist machine. We've got... We've seen videos of of the assault and some of the stuff he's gone through. There's video of Andy running for his life, being hunted down like an animal, beaten by the leftist brown shirts. How can any group that's dedicated to violence and censorship believe that they're the good guys? Because Antifa does. You know who else did? The Nazis. This case right here, this result is troubling. By the way, I love that Here's the first problem is when you've got the defense attorney telling you what you identify as, because you also know (laughs) that no one asked what you identify as. No, 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 no one does that. I mean, they do in like Antifa book groups and stuff like that, but no one does like in a normal setting. Uh, Excuse me for the record before you go on. Can you tell me what you identify as? No one does that shit. They just don't. But these people, <laughs> just to be clear to start, I identify as an umbrella and a drink, if you know what I'm saying. Like, they, like, tell you, like, what are you talking about?
5: Can we go back in the minutes to see what he identifies as, please? Thank you.
1: That's <laughs> ridiculous. But, the, I mean, the left has turned into a radical hate group, just like their Klan predecessors. And somehow, Democrats somehow can justify the violent actions of Antifa by victim-blaming. Victim blaming is their number one strategy. That's what they do. That's who they are. But this, this, this case right here, is just, and and, and it's not even just this case. Everything that happened in Portland in 2020 <laughs> is the perfect case of how broken we have become as a country.
2: Yeah, it, what this reminds me of in watching this video that we're that's up right now. This reminds me of the 1960s when Democrats were throwing things, throwing water, milkshakes, all kinds of things of black people who wanted to sit down at a lunch counter and, ha- and be served lunch and have the opportunity not to sit in a segregated section. It also reminds me of Democrats harassing and haranguing black students who were trying to make their way into school just so they could get an education and be with other kids their own age. Right. The Democrats have had a long storied history of horrific violence like this. And it continues even into the, you know, 2023. It's absolutely amazing that it's still going on and we have people in positions. And we talked about this yesterday about all these communists being at choke points and this attorney saying that she's Antifa, I salute her for coming out and saying that she's Antifa, because now we know. Jerry Nadler famously said Antifa's an idea. He's wrong. He's a liar. We all know it. He shits his pants. He's, a, you know, a, a derelict. Antifa's not an idea. These are real people, and they're real people that have real jobs of consequence that are, that are capable of taking your freedom away. Yeah. And that's what we're up against right now. It is. It is. Yeah, I mean, that, that was such a remarkable—ah,
1: it's just an idea. You mean the idea that caused the most insurance damage in the history of the <laughs> United States of America? Hmm. Just an idea. I, and granted, in fairness, it was their brethren and fellow proxy of the left, Black Lives Matter, too, not just Antifa. But no, I mean, it is. This—, this they are vile. They have not changed over history. That reference of going back to the 60s and whatnot, that's perfect, because that is just who they are. And they've always been the ones saying, that's not us. That's not who we are. And yet there's always been plenty of proof right there in front of you saying, yes, it in fact is, you're horrible people. And for some reason, you hate yourself and you hate our country and you're taking it out on the rest of us. doesn't seem right, but that's who they are. That's, that's what they do. It just is. Hopefully there's some justice out there for, for, for some other folks. But here's the, 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 to button this up, you see that. You see what happened in Portland and then you fast forward three years and you see this determination that comes out of the courts. This is why quiet balkanization is happening in our country. Yeah. This is why people are saying, oh, hell no, I'm out of there. I'm going to Florida, I'm going to Texas, I'm going to South Dakota, Mississippi, Wyoming, wherever, fill in the blank, Oklahoma, doesn't get enough love. I'm going to one of these places because those are my people. The sheriff's there, the mayor's there, the governor's there. They do things more in line with the Constitution and celebrate the freedoms of of their people and of this country. That's why this kind of stuff is happening. Why would you ever want to live in a place like that, where you had Ted Wheeler Ensuring that no one's charged during those riots, let out the next day, even though they had assaulted police officers, burned buildings down, done all sorts of stuff. Out the next day. You see this? Fast forward three years. Andy no assaulted multiple times, but the most famous one was shown on camera there. No consequences. No consequences whatsoever. Hey, good luck, kid. Good luck, kid. Good luck with your therapy. You're lucky you're alive.
2: Get out of my courtroom. It's ridiculous. This is why this stuff is happening. Yeah, we're going through ideological segregation right now, and there comes a point with everybody they have to decide what they're going to do, if they're going to stay in one spot, and if they can pick up and move. I know when I was living in Los Angeles, and they they passed a law saying that up until birth— um, I think it was up until birth. Their abortion laws have gotten really out of control, and I'm not sure if it's you know abortion up into birth or when the exact date is. But to me, that was a line that couldn't be crossed. And then I was you know getting the feeling of trying to figure out how and you know and where I was going to move. And then the next shoe to drop was a bill that was introduced that is now going to be voted on, saying that if you're an adult and you have either oral, anal sex. With somebody um, under the or at the age of fourteen and above, that is now legal. Yeah, that's. That. Yeah. I, I, I don't want to be there, yeah. and fortunately enough, I have the opportunity to be able to get out of there because that state doesn't line up with my own moral compass. It's just shrouded in darkness right now, as are most blue states. And I know a lot of people who have stayed behind who are like, you know what, I'm going to fight it out. And to me, it's like you can fight it out all you want, but when you have a supermajority, it's going to be it. Yeah. And you know, turn out the lights when it's over with. Eventually, you'll be leaving there. Yeah. No, I agree.
1: I agree. Where it's it's the sad but but factual state of where we are as a country and and it sucks and you can try and push back against it which we all should want to and and try and deny it but you can only do that for so long just is where we are uh we're going to take a break that's also where we are in the show but remember the cocaine at the white house well it turns out the secret service and joe knows who it belongs to but they're not going to tell us we'll talk about it on the other side of the break
0: Today, to get your free wealth protection guide, this guide will give you all the answers you need. American Alternative Assets is an A plus and accredited member of the Better Business Bureau. Protect your savings now before it's too late. Visit protectfrombiden.com. Individual results may vary, there is no guarantee that past performance will be indicative of future results.
11: Or more to the IRS? Have you been threatened with levies or have unfiled returns? The IRS is hiring 87,000 agents to boost IRS collections, and they have the power to seize assets, freeze bank accounts, and they can even take your home. Tax Network USA can help you today before it's too late. Our CPAs and certified tax experts have proven strategies that work for taxpayers time and time again. These same strategies have saved over $500 million in back taxes, permanently resolving tax debts for good. Stop collections and get relief today before it's too late.
1: new report suggesting that President Biden is aware of the identity of the cocaine suspect, the individual in question, who just happened to misplace some coke in the White House. And what's fantastic about this, as we were talking during the commercial break, is a reporter from, you guessed it, MSNBC. No, Soldier of Fortune coming in with the victory. Reported on it, it was Soldier of Fortune who came up with the news here, relying on insights from three confidential security sources. The report was released this weekend. She attempted to contact a phone number connected to President Biden to uncover the alleged offender's identity. However, there was there's been no independent verification uh, of of who that number belonged to or the actual Soldier of Fortune report as it stands. But according to Keating, who's the, who's the journalist here that we're we're referencing, despite the Secret Service announcing on July thirteenth. That the investigation had been closed due to a lack of, uh, of tangible evidence. Authorities were able to follow leads that led to a name. They were confident enough in their findings to brief the president. That's Joe Biden. He's playing president. He's not actually president, but he's playing. One of Keating's sources indicated, quote, if you want the name, ask Joe Biden. He knows it. Another clarified that the person in question was associated with the Biden family circle but was not Hunter Biden, the president's son, who, of course, is America's most well-known cocaine addict. It's amazing, though. It's amazing that this—first of all, we knew that the Bidens and Secret Service and everyone involved knew who it was. That was—should have been clear from the very get-go. Of course they did. But it really, again, go back to it. You've got a breaking national news story of significant consequence to American public interest and American politics broken by soldier of fortune. Good on you guys.
2: (laughs) This is the same publication that have have ads in it to join the French Foreign Legion in survival knives in fierce fighting in Congo. It's just it was one of those magazines when I was a kid and see it the newsstand. I was enthralled by because it was just such a world that I didn't know about. Yeah, but I never thought of it as an investigative brand. <laughs> <laughs> Probably because it's not one. Uh, yeah, I mean it. It, it is.
1: It's fast. It, it shows. It it shows courage and a great job by them. Yeah, no two no ways about it. But it also shows a complete. Either ineptitude by our media or worse yet, what I think is more so the case, the fact that they're just Democrat shills who have memory hold this story because they don't want it being discussed. So they could have figured this out. Maybe they even didn't, didn't report about it, but more than likely, they didn't want to figure it out. So they just moved on from it because it's not good for the narrative. It's not good for the Biden family name, which is not good for them. So they did. And, and fast forward to today, and you've got Soldier of Fortune breaking a massive story about the fact that the secret service did know it wasn't closed because they had no information that was the dumbest excuse ever <laughs> well <laughs> we just couldn't figure it out like seriously <laughs> shut up you you come on
2: uh it, it's it's truly amazing that they would come out and say oh we really don't know who it is uh but we got some sort of uh, no, it could be anybody. Yeah. Even though it's down by the Situation Room, at an entrance and an exit that is only used by close family members and close cabinet members, and so we can't really narrow it down from there. But obviously, whoever cocaine it was, if it's part of the Biden's, they're saying it's part of the Biden circle. It's either somebody who has their own addiction problems, or somebody who's Hunter's enabler.
5: Yeah. I was talking to a family member who That's well, cocaine. No, who? It, 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 but, but, oh yeah, well, hey, yeah, they didn't know, you know, they, they didn't know. I was like, all right, well, you, you, you know, you understand that, like, scientists can understand something that's millions, billions of light years away, what it's made of and what its composition is, right? Yes. So you're telling me that they couldn't figure out in the most secured building in the world that who that cocaine came from? Yeah. All right, this conversation's over. Like I
1: was, I was like I can't even deal with you I right you were now. you to say something else. I thought a second ago Myers Stramboui was about to start. To <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, it is interesting though because the question leads to if it's not Hunter allegedly, who who is it? And and to your, to your point, obviously someone in that the term they're using is the Biden orbit. Let's just call it the Biden family circle. Okay, it's in the circle, but. That makes sense too, right? Because you, you, you could, look, I didn't grow up a cocaine addict. I don't know if that's a shocker to anyone, but. You don't just kind of fall into that. You When you've got money and power and influence like his family does, that kind of stuff is around, and then you get into it. And then you become a total problem to the point where you don't even know if you're sniffing that or Parmesan, like is the case for him. <laughs>
5: you just need something in your nose. It's I, all it is. All times. Yeah.
1: I like to have a drink in my hand at all times. I get it, but I don't put stuff in my nose or my butt. Those are my rules. <laughs> I stick pretty firm to them. Pretty okay? solid. Pretty solid, right? But it makes sense that the – there's other people in the family who, who, who behave this way and that they would be enabling him or just doing the same stuff he is. And it's just not as, as public because they're not filming themselves with Russian hookers doing, doing blow, which is, again, the dumbest thing ever. If you're going to be a social misfit, don't put it on camera for the world to see. And then when you do put it on camera, don't give the laptop that has all the pictures and videos to some random guy who looks like the guy from Mythbusters.
2: The biggest red flag for me and i know a lot about like subcultures and fringe dwellers and various other deviant behaviors is the fact that when the lab tests came back and the cocaine tested as medical grade cocaine that sent uh, that sent a light bulb off in my head knowing that whoever is in possession of this cocaine has somebody who's who has access to somebody to get the really good stuff right. that is used for anesthesia. It is be able to be able to get it pure because it, it didn't test for any fentanyl in it. And if you're buying street cocaine nowadays, the chances of you getting fentanyl in that cocaine, no matter how small the trace amount is almost 100 percent and the fact that there was no fentanyl in it and it came and it was pharmaceutical grade it was obviously somebody that was well connected and if you do have a drug addict within the president of the united states family the last thing that you want is an overdose so you better make damn well sure that he's not going out on the street to purchase his drugs and somehow the drugs are getting to him in the purest state possible yeah
5: Fair point, and you've, yeah, fair point, yes. And my my whole thing is with the video footage, you know, even if, I feel like if this video footage of him where he's with some hooker or whatever, he always turns the camera around to be like, hey, yeah, it's me. And even if it were to go, I'd be like, are you sure that's? They would probably be. I don't. We can't tell you if that's under underbite or not. But if you or I were to post something and we never showed our face, they'd be like, "Well, according to the metadata, we'd be able to pinpoint your location down to the down to the inch, and we know exactly that yes, it was you, Disco, that did this. He's showing his face in these videos and these photos, and they're like nothing to see here. It's okay. <clears> he, he's a bold. Here's the thing, too. He's I always
1: wearing a scarf, too, or dark something. down this. He <laughs> did one at one point. Uh, he's fondling himself in another one. <laughs> H- has, have you seen yourself have sex? It's not glorious. It's not the way that it is. I mean, who? Uh, uh, he felt.
2: <laughs> <laughs> <at> like <laughs> I'm feeling like you're trying to challenge me.
1: Or <laughs> I'm not challenging you.
2: Please don't bring any.
1: Also, it? he's just like, just go roll it. I mean, like, <laughs>
10: I guess you've got to be on cocaine
1: and stuff to be like, yeah, this is gonna be good. Like. No, it's not. It's 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 not like the movies. It's rarely like that, especially for the males. Maybe not for the females in terms of their beauty. M- most men are hideous. Okay? You're not Idris Elba. Call me, you sexy bitch. <laughs> You're not like him though. Okay? It's it's just that it's not that way. It's like it's like Elon Musk is going to be laying on top of Mark Zuckerberg, breathing heavily. That's what it is. It's not attractive. You add cocaine in, it just gets worse, and you've broken that many more laws. I don't get it.
2: Yeah, you're absolutely right. When, when it comes to sex tapes or pornography, the woman is always looks like this majestic creature. And the man looks like some Neanderthal <laughs> that just crawled out of a cave. And it's like, oh, me want to have sex <laughs> <laughs> you know? and then just goes through this whole th- ritual of like very perfunctory but the woman seems to you know you could just see like you know the where she's going in her mind and you know how beautiful it all is and then you cut to the dude who's like fee-fi-fo-fum ah, ah, ah. maybe that's the
1: play though right they're like
2: i feel good around you you make me
1: feel good not because you say things, but because you're hideous. <laughs> you, 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 you make me a next-level person. You're welcome, ladies. You're welcome. That's what we're here for. Okay. Trump is, is saying that even if a gag—we talked yesterday about a gag order, right? Jack Smith and, and the left wanted to, to put a gag order on. He's saying, not stopping. Uh-uh. Not up in here. Going to keep talking, even if there's a, a, a gag order put in place— torpedoes be damned i'm going to share my message with my peeps we'll talk about that we got several other stories before we get to the post-show press conference today stick with us
0: we interrupt today's programming to bring unfortunate news biden's dangerous plan for a digital dollar is underway don't be fooled it won't benefit you. So take action now. The Federal Reserve's phased deployment of FedNow began on July 1st, 2023.
1: Trump says he'll fight the gag order if Jack Smith and the special counsel issue one. Which is something that now is a possibility because Jack Smith is on this communist crusade, whatever you want to call it, to to censor free speech, cripple free speech. And you know, whether they do it or not, that they're talking about it. You know that they're going to do anything and everything they can to get everything accomplished with a gag order, right up into to, to the point of maybe even doing it if they if they could if they think they can pull it off, uh, and and what they think is fair and reasonable, of course, as a reminder, is very different than what we think is fair and reasonable. But I want to read an excerpt from an AP article here, and and just kind of show how biased they are here. We're going to kind of just walk through it a little bit says this former president Donald Trump on Tuesday kept up his attacks on special counsel Jack Smith and vowed to continue talking about his criminal cases, even as prosecutors sought a protective order. Remember that word to limit the evidence that Trump and his team could share. So he's they're saying it's a protective order, which is an interesting say way of just saying a gag order. A gag order, in this case, which is to limit evidence that Trump and his team can share, which is a translation for the court wants to control the narrative so they can silence Trump. They can silence their political opponent. End of story. There's, there's nothing else to this whatsoever. I hope no one sees that. Then it continues on. In the early voting state of New Hampshire, Trump assailed Smith as a thug prosecutor and a deranged guy— a week after being indicted on felony charges for his efforts to overturn the results of the 2020 election in the run-up to the insurrection at the U.S. Capitol on January 6, 2021. So Trump assailed Smith? Interesting.
2: (laughs) Interesting choice of words.
1: Interesting choice of words, right? Very incendiary. You've got the Associated Press which this shouldn't surprise me. we got the Associated Press who's using this kind of language and flipping the scripts on a weaponized legal assassin <laughs> in Jack Smith who is trying to shut up Trump so he does not talk. And they're making Jack Smith the fucking victim. Always. That is the play every single time. It is, It is remarkable. And of course, they're using, not only are they making Jack Smith the victim, but they're calling the events of January
2: 6th an insurrection. Which nobody uses anymore. and They're calling, referring it to it as a riot. Yeah. Well, assailed, another word you could have used for that it, in that sentence would have been insult. <laughs> right. Because that's what it was, if you want to take it that way. But actually, to us, who view Trump as the actual victim, it, it, it everything that Trump said is correct, that he is a thug prosecutor, and he is a deranged guy, because again, we talked about this yesterday is the fact that Jack Smith is an ideologue and he puts party above everything else. He puts it above his personal life. he puts it above the Constitution and he put in the most frightening part of it all is he puts it above the judicial system.
1: Yeah, No, he does. Well and and you' and you're right because you, you go back to a assail, assailed, insulted, they're offended, they're scared of him. But this, that right there, that language, which this is the associate pre- Associated Press saying this, not Jack Smith, but they're all on the same team here. That language further shows, like the fourth charge, the fourth ch- charge in this indictment, conspiracy of rights, against rights. All of this really is hurt Democrats <laughs> who are scared to death and are saying, you hurt my feelings. And now you're going to pay, not, I'm not going to say anything to your face because I'm a pussy, but we're going to charge you with all this stuff and use the legal system to try and shut you up. That's all this is, but let's keep going. Let's keep going with this article and break it down. It says, Trump's lawyers have argued that the prospective order is too broad and would restrict his First Amendment rights of free speech, something Trump echoed on stage Tuesday. I'm just reading from their article. I will talk about it. They're not taking away my First Amendment, Trump said, speaking to supporters during a rally to high school in southeastern New Hampshire, uh, the southeastern New Hampshire town of Wyndham. The former president said he needs to be able to respond to reporters' questions about the case on the campaign trail, something he has not made a practice of doing, and cited the movie 2000 Mules, which made various debunked claims about mail uh, in ballots, drop boxes, and ballot collection during the 2020 election. Okay, so first and foremost, in the tone of that entire, it was two, I think it was two paragraphs. You can sense that they're trying to get their zings in, albeit more subtly, at him because they don't like him. Again, no one in the media likes him. But then they go on and say uh, uh, he's trying to justify being able to respond to questions and defend himself. They're mad. They're Think about it. They're mad. So is Jack Smith. But the AP is going alongside. They're mad that he's able to speak up and say, no, what you're saying is not true. I didn't do this. That doesn't seem like justice or any kind of impartiality to me there, but then they talk about two thousand mules that Denesh the Souza was behind and and you know obviously did get into the election stuff, and they say debunked since debunked claims who who's debunked that? <laughs> I'd, I mean I I'm curious I don't have all the answers on 2020 I'll be the first most people out there talk about all this stuff what about this what about this most of us don't have all the answers we have a lot of them though. And I can tell you that the stuff that's in that has not been debunked, outside of so-called, you know, fair and balanced fact checkers. There's not, but guys, there's not a middle of the road fact checker. There's also not a conservative fact checker out there. Not not one of the ones that's used in mainstream. They are all leftist hacks who are just paid to play. This whole article is ridiculous. You look at this. And it may, these are these are the reasons I like Trump. There's things Trump does that makes me not like him. There's things Trump supporters do that make me not like him. Most of the time, it's Trump supporters, not Trump himself, that, that piss me off. But you look at what the media does to him. You look at what D.C., the establishment, has done to him for the last seven years. You look at how the, the media writes about him even now as these cases are going on, these bullshit cases, and it's like, the guy doesn't have a chance. Like, get, like, just let him share his his two cents. But even even if you sit down in an interview with him, I I still remember. I think it was the Miami town hall, with um, was it Savannah? No. The, was it Savannah who did that one? No, when, it was Caitlin Collins. Not that one. Oh no, it was the Today Show Savannah, right? Isn't Savannah, Savannah Guthrie. The, yeah, yeah. Who was just a bitch to him? You know, you have this light. Latte frothy morning show, put on this thing and then come in and just come in hot. Interrupt, show no respect for the for the president. And but you see this, and and that is perpetuated, and it continues to this day. And, and that is the stuff that for me, at least for me, it might not be the case for you, it might not be the case for a lot of people out there. Some of the reasons that I support him and love him beyond his what he did it, when he was in office, is the fact that I see what other people do to him, and how they approach him, and the lack of respect that's there. It's like, uh, okay, well now, now by default, I hate you, and I got to stand up for him.
2: A hundred percent. That that's the exact same way that I feel. It's you know we uh, after. Uh, Biden was installed in office and it looked like Trump was sort of on the outs and was trying to find who's going to be the next person to run to 2024, at least for myself, I thought that was the end of Trump. He was going to ride off into the sunset and that would be, that would be it. Then the lawsuit started and it was like, okay, I was all prepared to move on from Trump and find out somebody else, find somebody else who I'd throw my support behind But the more lawsuits or more charges that you file on him and arrest him, you know what? You're right. I'm going to stand up for this guy because that could be me. That could be you. That could be disco. That could be any of us. And it just so happens that it's a former president right now. And if they're going to do that to a former president, they will just railroad the hell out of any just average run of the mill everyday American. And to me, by democrats escalating the force that they're using it's like okay you're escalating your force we're going to escalate ours whether it be you know the, uh, the how we pick on people what we write about them you know that kind of force not right. like I'm not talking physical force or any dumb shit stuff like that but I'm talking drawing a line in the sand and becoming entrenched and willing to you know have his back yeah, because he is getting totally railroaded by the system, and by these communists that are installed in the system and who have the the game rigged. Yeah,
1: no, absolutely, he is. And to be clear, me me saying all this stuff is not me saying that's my guy, that's the direction I'm going. I haven't done that yet. I'm not planning on doing that anytime soon. But that is why I like the guy. That is why I like the guy. That's why I think most of us should like it. And I agree with you, Tom. It this there there has to be if 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 you're really honestly if you're at the point now in time in 2023 where you haven't drawn at least some sort of line in the sand even if you just kind of like very broadway cowboy-ish <laughs> drag your toe across the top i what are you what are you waiting for what are you waiting for this is an us versus them proposition and what's on the line are your freedoms your kids freedom. forget your freedoms What's, what's really on the line is the future of this country and what it looks like for your children and your children's children. No one, no one is comfortable raising their kids in this current environment. It's terrifying. I can tell you with with four kids under 13, I'm terrified because I don't know. It's, it's uncharted territory. I feel like I'm in freaking Taliban controlled territory, which granted I loved. That was fun, but I'm not used to it at home. No. I'm not used to it right here in America. So it is a very scary thing. I don't like it. And that's what's on the line. That's what's on the line for all of us. And if you're like, I don't have kids. Okay. Your your friends do. Your, your brother, your sister does. Maybe you wanted them. I don't know. Whatever the case might be, the country's on the line. The country is on the line. And if you think that everything could... Still be fixed and it's not as, bad, not as bad as you're saying, Drew. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. I don't know why I said that
5: in that. Well, place. And it's uncharted territory. And, you know, even there's been times, you know, growing up where you, you look to your parents, you look to some older people, hey, what did you do in this situation? You can't even come to them with what's going on right now. So, what'd you do? What'd you guys do when this happened? Yeah. <laughs> it, it never happened before until now. Oh, okay, cool. And then you're like, well, Grandpa, great. when you were a
1: kid <laughs> and people were saying that you should cut your dick off and become a this, what would you <laughs> say, What'd you say, would you
2: say did? to them? <laughs> I mean, I know, it, I, whenever I, I'm faced with issues like this or challenges, I always revert back to uh, the movie Patton with George C. Scott in the opening scene where he's addressing the troops. And he's getting to the end of the speech. And he says... When you're sitting by the fireside with your grandchild on your knee and your grandchild looks at you and says, "Grandpa, what did you do during the Great War?" You can either say, "I stayed home in Louisiana and shoveled shit" or "I was in the fight." And that's to me that resonates a lot whenever I come to a, a point in life where I have to make a decision because I think about it, you know if if and when my kids have kids and I have grandchildren and they come to me and ask that question, I can say, you know what? I went to Afghanistan twice. I made films for our country. And when it came down to the communist takeover, I left the career that I had in entertainment to get into conservative media, to use all my skills that I've accumulated for the last 30 years to try and right the ship. Yeah. And each time you know when the decision be made i chose to get in the fight and not sit on the sidelines and there's arguably more bullets flying now than (laughs) in (laughs) afghanistan um
1: okay last break folks i promise i appreciate you being patient with them we got to have breaks so we can have the show we got to have breaks so we can have the broader rvm network all of which is going so well by the way thank you so much for that continue to share Each and every show that you watch on the network, check out new ones on the network. There's new stuff coming. We're always working on some stuff behind the scenes. We're really excited about it, and none of it works without you guys. So thank you, thank you, thank you for that. Last break, then we got a couple stories I want to hit on, and then we're going to hit the post-show press conference and see how much Nancy's been drinking today.
0: Get more of Drew and This Is My Show with Coin Club, exclusively on the RVM Network. Coin Club members get a This Is My Show Challenge coin, an exclusive Friday morning show for Coin Club members only, automatic entry into show related sweepstakes, and other in studio bonuses. Plus, members get access to all other premium content on the RVM Network and no ads on written content on redvoicemedia.com. So join the club and carry your coin with pride. Go to dbcoinclub.com. Military and first responders get 30% off their memberships. Again, that's dbcoinclub.com. Current Drew Crew members need not apply. Military and first responder discounts are available on monthly or annual memberships. All members, regardless of subscription type, are automatically entered into sweepstakes. However, challenge coins are only issued to annual members. Learn more at dbcoinclub.com club.com
6: Moms and Dads of America, you love your kids, you love God, you love this country, and you're tired of watching companies betray your values and ruin great products. Don't get angry. Invest your time, energy, and money into the people that are building the country you want for your kids and standing for the values that will lead to their blessing and protection. Invest in companies like Brave Books. They are on a mission to create content for kids that is safe for them to enjoy. They have kids' books that teach about character, hard work, and the value of being brave. If you join their Book of the Month Club, you get a new book sent to your door every month that will teach your kids pro-God, pro-American values. Brave books will not betray your trust. Your children and your grandchildren will thank you. Remember, the land of the free depends on the homes of the brave. This one's on me, bud.
1: in the river the crow flies at midnight titwillow titwillow you magnificent titwillow
5: Travis goes to court at the Thunderdome.
2: The busboy lactates.
1: So let's touch on two last stories here before we get to the post-show press conference. The first of which is just fascinating to me. We're we're not gonna dive super in-depth into this, but we've all heard of Dave Portnoy. We've shown some clips of him over the years. He gets to go around and screw him for his job and doing social media, eating at pizza places and reviewing them. <laughs> it's the best gig ever. So smart. I'm just going to go do this, eat it. I like it. I don't like it. Say some cuss words. Yeah, we, we, we
5: got into the wrong line of business, apparently. 100% <laughs> we did.
1: Oh, that we're in the worst line of
5: business.
1: It's fun. I love what we do. I love the audience. But everyone, but we, could be, we could be eating food right now. <laughs> <laughs> You should get into something that everyone hates you and wants you to die. Uh, brilliant. <clears throat> We're not talking about counterterrorism work. <laughs> no, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is way more dangerous. <laughs>
2: Way worse for my liver, all of it. Uh, and, and I, love, I love the fact that you bought one of those mirrors to check under your car. <laughs> <laughs>
5: that should tell everybody the state of well, uh, conservative, uh, media. conservative media. <laughs> yep. What are you doing, honey? Just, just check. Everything
10: just looks good. Oh, no, I'm
1: just kidding. <laughs> There's an explosive device. <laughs> It's rough. That's why I send whichever kid's been the worst during the week out to start the car. <laughs> yeah Here, uh, you get to start
5: daddy's car. <laughs> <laughs> Oof, that's... The funny thing is you have keyless starting, so you don't really need to send them out. <laughs> yeah, Depends on their
1: behavior. They're all really good. Uh, they're really good. So let's get into this, though, because Dave Portnoy, Barstool Sports, he what's the best way to sum this up tom basically what he did was sell the company and then get it back and is able to get it back i mean he was able to get it back at a high worth and he can sell it again if he wants right or he can keep it so he sells it for a ton gets it back for zero dollars right yeah he buys it back (laughs) he buys it back but doesn't spend a penny now owns his pride and joy again. And bar here's the, here's the, you can love or hate stool president. That's Dave Portnoy. But the man sold his company for $500 million and then just got a hundred percent of it back for zero dollars. Probably the best business deal of the last few decades, hundred percent. And if he were to sell it again, I, he doesn't get all of it, but he, I think he gets 50 up to 50% of it. Right. But he said, I don't want to sell it. I want, I want to keep it, which again, you just bought a $500 million company. For zero dollars, you've got that five hundred million dollars sitting in the bank. And if you did want to sell it, you still get another big payday. So I mean it's just it, and he still gets to review pizza,
5: son of a bitch. <laughs> Call us up, we'll we'll eat some pizza with you.
1: <laughs> See, I mean, let's just start doing that. Like, well, you know, we're gonna try and do some street interview stuff. Let's let's do I mean we could do it different. Taco truck tastings. <laughs> Well, let's do it in an RV, though, in case it leads to explosive diarrhea.
5: (laughs) Just so we're... Oh, so we have a bathroom no matter where we're at. Okay. Pull up.
1: Our vehicle will be bigger than the taco truck. We eat it. And that's one of the tests, in fact. Do I have to go into the bus
2: how 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 soon how yeah how yes. soon do i have to go into the okay gentlemen i hate to break up this diarrhea talk, <laughs> but getting back to the story damn it tom you always stop us when we're having fun. not only did he buy back the company for zero dollars he also signed a deal with espn that's worth two billion dollars <laughs> yes. shut up yes
1: yes for 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 what's it called espn bets yes because all and this is a fascinating thing too right by the way side point i, I promise i'm won't go down this this path. Please do. There is so much going on in collegiate football right now. It is so delicious, as Tom would say. The conference realignments that are going on. I I, I thought about last night going to bed. I think I'm just going to start a show talking about football since that's what is my passion. So this is our last episode. The Big Ten uh, <laughs> realignment
2: is the weirdest thing that I've ever seen. Oh,
1: until you woke up this morning and it looks like Stanford and Cal are going to the ACC. ACC. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that's all fascinating. Anyways. ESPN and some of these networks are getting into, and in fact, we've seen it for a while. This isn't new, whether it's DraftKings or um, what's the, the, FanDuel. They've been starting to do this stuff and partnering with betting platforms. Well, now ESPN's like, screw that, bitches. We're just doing our own, and we're doing ESPN Bet. So so he's got this $2 billion deal worth, or with ESPN to create ESPN Bet. He's It's part of... Uh, Penn entertainment and all the, the 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 relationship that he had with all that but he just he just he just is killing it <laughs> yeah i mean you thought the guy in neptune beach down the road was killing it with the 1.58 billion dollar lotto win uh good for you by the way we're already looking to upgrade the studio just saying but but portnoy man huge huge win and it's a 10 year thing it's he secured the right for, for they've got the got the rights for ESPN bet trademark for 10 years with an option to an extent for another 10 years. They've yeah. got talent who's gonna be talking about it. It's a brave new world out there, folks.
5: Now, did, did I miss it? Who who sold who did he sell it to and how did he get it back for zero dollar? Like, did I miss that? And like he
1: sold it he to sold Penn it. Entertainment. Yeah, Penn Entertainment, and now he's got it back.
5: Which he owns Penn Entertainment? That's no, no, no. the no, Okay. No, no. He
1: sold it. He sold Barstool Sports to Penn entertainment pen entertainment's like yeah whatever and now he's got it back. Interesting. Okay, yeah. okay. Cool. Good which, for him. Which is ideally how you want it to go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Give me 500 million dollars, get bored with it, realize you don't really real fast, want it, and then give it back. Here it is. Um it really is. It's a fascinating story. Really fascinating story. Um and as the as the guy whoever that is in the tweet, I don't know who that is, but as he said, whether you like Dave Portnoy or not, he's a, he's a polarizing figure. He Genius. crushed it here. Yeah. Uh, we're going to skip that one. We're going to go into this Anheuser-Busch story. Because we keep talking about how it's fascinating and interesting that Americans have woken up and pushed back. And nowhere more so than, than Anheuser-Busch after the Bud Light fiasco. And it's happened so much to the point where we've all seen the shelves... The coolers, the fridges, right? The empty, the full ones. Where Bud Light <laughs> is still there and everyone else is not. We've seen the, what is it, 27 billion? Like, some crazy figure.
2: Yeah, 27 the, billion
1: Twenty seven billion revenue, yeah. yeah. So they've lost a sizable amount of money. Well, they're in such a tough spot now that they're selling eight craft beer brands to Tilray Brands, according to this announcement that came earlier in the week. This move will cut their in-beverage craft beer portfolio significantly. And you can presume, right, that this is a, a cash move. Uh, we're hurting. We need this. Um, but, but they're a Canadian, uh, is a Canadian cannabis company. They're purchasing Shock Top. Let's have a little conversation too about these, these lines. I wanna see who who's had what. But Shock Top, Breckenridge Brewery, Blue Point Brewery Company, 10 Barrel Brewing Company, Red Hook Brewery, Widmer Brothers Brewing, Square Mile Cider Company, and Hibnail Energy. As a side part of the deal, they're also getting Deuce Juice, um, which just goes with it. Which of those beers have you had, Tom?
2: I believe that I've had Blue Point. That sounds familiar in some kind of weird drunken night in some bar somewhere. Um, Red Hook, definitely and uh shock top definitely not shock like shock top and blue moon i mean i can have like one of them and and that's it yeah they're they're not like a go-to beer for me
1: not my jam either but that's the only one i've had shock top's the only one of those that i've i've in fact even heard of red hook i thought i looked it up earlier i thought it was this this beer that i've had that's a a gluten-free beer and it's not and i don't remember what that one is um, but I thought that that's what that was, maybe like their, their gluten-free line, but it's
2: it's not. But yeah, but uh, uh, so this deal, all that to say. Oh, I'm sorry. And also I also had Highball Energy, and they're usually found in um, uh, Whole Foods. Okay. Look at you, you hoity-toity. <laughs> it's not me. It's when I get dragged along there by my wife. Okay, fair <laughs> enough.
1: But the deal is expected to be finalized in September later this year for $85 million dollars. And uh, really, uh, we, we've seen so many shakeups, the biggest, the, 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 not necessarily the shakeup, but the loss, the impact of this being the financial impact with $27 billion since the Dylan Mulvaney disaster. But we've seen them and their brands all just in this perilous state, right? They're, they're in collapse. And things just keep getting worse. And now, because of this, you've got a cannabis company coming in. And and buying them and probably at a at a reasonable rate, which is a good cash grab for Anheuser Busch, who is just leeching money at this point. Like, what do we do? We can't afford to sustain these things. It would be nice nice to have some cash come in. Again, I don't know if that's the mindset behind, but that's what makes sense from a business business mindset behind it. Um, <clears throat> but it's it's an interesting play by what's it called? Tilden, Tilden Tilray. Sorry, Tilden. Tilray, the cannabis company who's buying it. Uh, because cannabis shops and consumption is accelerating across the globe, now you've got this. Now yeah. you've got this at your disposal.
2: You've just got something else you can offer. Yeah, I think the cannabis companies are going to be the new like giant brewers, like the uh, Stiller Artois and the Anheuser Bushes. They're they're just they're they're going to take over the market once uh, marijuana starts getting legalized in more states. Do you think Bud Light ever recovers? No, I think Bud Light, the way it's going, it, it, if it does recover, it's going to take generations. But the way that I see the whole, the the, the marijuana companies, the, the growth of marijuana, I see Bud Light. You know how you go into those old candy stores and, or a candy store and they have like, like moxie cola up on you know on a shelf that you can buy or some other random like you know grape knee high that you can't get in the grocery store i think that's what's going to turn into bud light you're going to go into a craft beer place sometime and it just won't be as prevalent it'll be one of these little oddities that you get yeah
1: it won't be i'm walking into the stadium uh down in tampa for the concert this weekend and you see what you do in most stadiums Big Bud Light banners, right? Because a lot of the stadiums and leagues have, have partnered with them. And I was thinking, walking in, I'm like, man, that's not going to be there for long. No. They're not going to be able to afford those kind of deals. Yeah. It's, it's, gonna, it's someone else's turn to have those have those sign. It's definitely going to change. Uh, that's for sure. And that's what you get. That's what you get, right? You make that kind of a decision. I can't, you, and you could have done it so differently. It's okay to accept other people to go after them, try and make them consumers to be loving to other people, but to abandon 93% of the population for seven is just a foolhardy move, man. It was so freaking dumb. Absolutely dumb. Hold on. Are you okay? Yeah. I just saw some football talk going on in the chat. (laughs) (laughs) Literally. I was like, did did something bad just (laughs) happened? No, something, something good's happening. Um, We'll talk more about that, Andy. Um, <clears throat> but let's uh, let's do this. We're going to wrap up the show. We're going to get to the post-show press conference because we got RVM Roundup coming up here in 10 minutes. We got to make sure that we, t- we toss things over to that. Tomorrow, folks, last day of the full week, we'll have three hours, 3 to 6 p.m. Eastern as usual. Friday is Coin Club. Sign up for Coin Club at dbcoinclub.com. Annual members get a challenge coin. Military first responders, you get 30% off your membership whether you go monthly or annual. Everyone gets entered into contest. Everyone gets the Friday morning show at 11 a.m. Eastern. And when Booze and Banter comes back and we've got some ideas about it, you'll have access to that, too. So please check it out. Um, Check it out. Go to dbcoinclub.com. That's also where you go to watch. We'll be here normal time tomorrow. We hope you have a great night. Stick around for the post-show press conference and for RVM Roundup. Be safe. Be smart. Be free.
0: And now, get ready for the This Is My Show post-show press conference. Sponsored by Colon Sport. The new frontier in electrolyte replacement and removal. Colon Sport. Electrolyte replacement. In one end and out the other. It's new Colon Sport.
1: all right let's do it here lots lots of uh content that we covered again today and man i got excited at the end there because we started talking about i started talking about kind of taking this off track granted on the college football realignment stuff that's happening uh we'll have to do a segment on that somewhere just so i can get my fix talk about this time of year by the way is great because you can Start listening to talk radio, uh, and it starts getting good again. Cause it's not off season stuff, but uh, anyways, I digress to the uh, to the stories today. Covered a lot, a lot of Trump stuff. We got we had some DeSantis stuff. DeSantis wants to start taking people out of the border, which I don't totally disagree with. Um, the cocaine stuff at the White House, man, a lot there, a lot there. The the Mike Pence commercial though, just wow, just wow. Talk about being out of touch with everyday Americans. Uh, that that was. That was quite the example, but I know we're short on time. So let's, uh, let's take some questions. Let's, let's take the first one.
5: Hey, Drew, it's Teddy Tanqueray from Teddy, T- Teddy's talks. Hey, Teddy. Yeah. Just, uh, you know, thanks again. Awesome. Awesome to be here. Do uh, you remember when, earlier when you showed the clip when Rogan was talking with Post Malone and, and talking about the digital currency and, and everything? Yeah. And just, it was awesome. Very eye opening. you know, you know, thanks for showing that. And, and uh, remember when Trump was slamming Christie or, you know, someone else, I guess, was slamming him, calling him a fat pig? I do. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I just, you know, I, 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 I kind of agree that I think that that name might stick with Chris Christie, uh, you know, I, you know, I'm, I think so. I mean, but I think it's just, you know, it was awesome because you know, I think Trump wants to call him a fat pig. You think so? Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah I think so. But, um, but I want to go talk about the, the government blocking out the sun. Don't you think that's like a movie that we've seen before?
1: It feels like a movie. Everything we're we're experiencing right now feels like a movie. That's for sure. Uh, I I feel I feel like there, you know, there's a little bit of a recollection in there that maybe it's it's one of those. It certainly um, sounds like one of those those average natural disaster films that comes out that the trailer has lots of deep kind of bassy moments that make it seem like it's going to be great. And then it gets like a 37 on Rotten Rotten Tomatoes and really just isn't that good. Okay, appreciate the question. I'm glad you're here. I love your excitement and enthusiasm always, Teddy. Uh, it's always it's always great to hear from you. Let's go, uh, let's go over
2: here. Drew, good afternoon, Glenn Morangi Long Haul Trucker Tribune. There's a couple of things on my mind, Drew, but I am going to settle on one of them with the question that I have in regards to Antifa. Okay. And you know I know in the Bible it says turn the other cheek and you know if somebody does turn the other cheek it's you know two red hand slaps across the face I'm not sure how long the country can go especially if you're more conservative of keep of us keep getting our ass whipped physically by antifa and others on the left before we fight back and when we do fight back it seems like we get in trouble are we just supposed to take an ass kicking the entire time i'm not sure i just don't understand what's going on and i was wondering if you could shed some light on it because i know that violence isn't something that we should do and it's very bad but but uh gd gd drew I, i just i i don't know what to do if you're confronted with that sort of situation yeah
1: no, I get it. I get that frustration, man. It's um, it's a tough one. It's a it's a question that we all kind of find ourselves asking, I think, at some level or another. I, I think the first the first thing is 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 obviously we don't condone or promote violence here. Uh, it's fun overseas. If you get a chance to go kill terrorists, go do it. Um, it's a great it's a great thrill. But but here at home, it's against the law. So. So there's there's that line. Right. And they do. They know they push against it. The rules are also different for them than they are for us. So I would say it's it's tough, man. If you if you're assaulted or attacked, by all means, defend yourself. And and, and the, the other thing, too, that's happening with this is you, you bring up there, which has happened. You bring up someone getting their ass kicked by Antifa. If you're getting your ass kicked by Antifa, the first step I think you need to do is have some personal reflection. Look inward. And make some adjustments because you should everyone every American out there should be able to take on at least five to seven antifa at a time that's just that's just my view just because they're a bunch of mouth-breathing losers but in terms of how you respond man it's tough again it's tough because for me I'll tell you for me I've got two speeds I've got inert and you know kind of paying attention but more inert and then, and then full speed, and, and there's not much in between, which makes it difficult on, on how to handle that. So I try and stay out of it. And what I try and do is I try and stay out of situations where I'm going to be around those types because I don't want to get myself into trouble. I don't want to to have something go wrong because I know that the courts and the, at the judicial system, not necessarily the cops who might might detain you, but the judicial system itself and, and, and uh, the attorney generals, and the, you're, you're just not going to be treated the way you should be. It's not going to be fair. So, the, the smartest thing we can do is, is kind of take a beat. And even though it sucks, sit back and, 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 and wait for the right time. And I don't know what that means. And I'm not going to lead people to water or anything like that, but, but try and avoid
2: some of those situations. Next question. Drew Myers Graham Bowie here, Gold Coast Gazette. My question to you, Drew, is the whole thing with Bud Light and that uh, young lady, uh, Dylan Mulvaney, uh, a man? Yeah. Uh, what? Dylan's a man. Yeah. That Dylan Mulvaney, the Bud Light's spokesperson, penis. Is... Yeah, penis. What? No, Drew, you—you you got to be kidding! She's a very striking young lady, and you're telling me that that, that she's a, a a woman?
1: Yeah, ask Myrtle. Myrtle will tell you that's—that's that's no woman. Um, Myrtle will set you straight there, Myers. Uh, he, Dylan, Dylan has cock and balls for sure.
2: Oh gosh, I, oh. Oh, right. Well, that, that's something right there. Uh, blow your mind, right? <laughs> oh, I, I'm almost, um, could be a little bit speechless right yeah. now. Uh, th- 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 uh, good Lord. <laughs> Woman, what are you do? I am, my, by- I said... I'm sorry, Myers. Would, would she, you,
1: she does this.
2: Don't give me the mic. I'm talking on the mic. lady. Please, it's my turn on the microphone. Nancy, give me the mic. Nancy, come here.
5: Give it right now. Just stop. Give me. Come,
10: come on
5: sorry about that drew
1: yeah um well i'm sorry too i'm sorry too we're we're out of time nancy always seems to ruin things. myers i hope that your wrist is okay really do get some peach cobbler talk talk to your wife myrtle about dylan mulvaney uh just don't be fooled by the spaghetti straps and the the eyeliner uh there's there's something south down there that you don't want in you we hope you have a great day
0: days on every major podcast provider or on drewberquist.com.